Because, you know, we we all taking it a day at a time. I mean, it switched to like a moment at a time now. Now we all like take a breath and then shit's just changing second by second. So we having to keep up, you know. Um, so as people are coming in, I just want to um, first off welcome you guys to Show Business Live. We got the infamous Josh Smith and the beautiful, talented Lindsay J. Ducos. Uh, thank you for uh, having I've been a fan of you guys for a minute, and we maybe have crossed like this, yes, like this. Yeah, yes. absolutely. I've been somehow, some way, the universe then brought us together in the middle of a revolution and a pandemic, and uh. <laughs> I'm a we... about that too. I was telling Lindsay, I don't think you remember because I was super young. That was like technically my first job, but ABDC. I was. A, B, D, C. I was about to say, what crew were you on, Josh? When I saw that you did A, B, D, C, I was like, okay, am I tripping? Were you on the season that I was on? Yeah, you went, you went the collision crew. Which crew was on? The best pep talk ever. The best advice. I remember who was like in the back, me, Jeremy, Byron, Kenny, and uh, who was in the back having a hard time with the routine, and you, they walked <laughs> The supervisor clerk at that time, and then you came in. You was like, "Look, if it ain't if it ain't close, if it ain't hard, if it ain't dangerous, it ain't shit." Like, That's true. Wow! Still, if it ain't like, dangerous, he lived by that to this day. Still, so like you know. That's what's up? Oh my god! So I didn't even realize, Josh, that you guys that you were in um Jeremy's crew. Why am I not connecting this? Because I guess you you took a you took a sharp right. <laughs> <laughs> so I forgot you took a sharp yeah. right. Oh, that's A B D C man, that was the most memorable time and the most worst time of my entire life. <laughs> Am I lying, Josh? You ain't lying, bro. <laughs> okay, so let's get into this. Um, first off, welcome again for those of you guys that are just joining. This is Show Business Live. Um, I started with a podcast the end of last year, Show Business Podcast, and then we got, I uh, was moving into another situation to do a radio situation, and then boom, the pandemic, and then boom, the revolution, and then boom, I was like, okay, we're going live, we're going to keep this going, and we're going to keep it moving, and then I took a break this last few weeks because we all just needed a breath, like a seriously serious breath. And then somewhere in the middle of it, you guys are now the first introduction back into this new world because we're in a new normal and we ain't going back. Ain't going back. 
happy to have you guys here. And I would love for you guys to um, tell us a little bit more about you guys. So I want to start off with, uh, first off with Josh and then Lindsay, if you guys can tell me like your full names or nicknames that we don't know, and then both of your hometowns. Okay, okay. good. Uh, I'll start off. Full name, Joshua Smith. That's such a full name. Frank <laughs> Smith. Go. Uh, yeah. I, I go by Dancer Boy Smith. Um, and I'm originally from Durham, North Carolina. That's what's up. And everybody met you from Atlanta, because I thought you was from Atlanta. Yeah, man. I just, <laughs> I just adopted a culture. I moved there when I was uh, 18, right after high school, and just pursued dance, because North Carolina, you know, you don't really get too much dancing out there. Not too many opportunities, no jobs, no big choreographers. So I moved to the A and like the A, I always really wanted to be from the A when I was a kid. I'm like, oh man, that's so cool because the whole crunk and snap and roll movement. So I moved to the A, I just adapted it so much. Like literally embodied myself in the culture of Atlanta that now like, that's like my second home, so. So what, what were the Atlanta, which Atlanta boys did you come up with or that you would say, you know, kind of got you together? Um, For sure, Collision. But I always got to shout out Jungle Boogie. Jungle Boogie. Okay. So when I was in North Carolina, Cody's from North Carolina, and the twins on Jungle Boogie, which is Antoine and Anthony, they're from North Carolina. They're the ones who kind of persuaded me to get to Atlanta. They was like, yo, you do good in Atlanta. Like, you talented. I'm telling you, they are like, receive you well. So shout out to them. So I was around Jungle for a long time, like under their wings, showing me a lot of like around. Then I met Jeremy, Jeremy Strong. Yep. Legend, that's my boy, that's my brother. And uh, he took me under his wing pretty much. He was like, yo, come hang with us. So I met Collision. And then I started hanging with them and they adopted me to the crew. And then we got on ABDC. And then like just a lot of brotherhood, big homies, big brothers. And I had a lot of like, I had to digest a lot in the crew, but I was the youngest one. And I was so eager because I just moved to Atlanta. So I was like, oh, you know what I mean? That particular thing, you got training because ABDC gave everybody choreographers. And we all had to like pull our lives together. I never had that much stress over me in Ooh. one particular situation. Me and Lissette still talk about that. We'd be like, oh, we was in deep prayer and meditation <laughs> and the bars <laughs> mixed <laughs> to get through it. So, man, that's what's up. So, for you to be thrown into that training. Off the rail. Off the rail, you had to go places. That's what's up. Okay, Lindsay, what about you? Where are you from, love? What's your full name? Nickname? My name is Lindsay Jane Duco, but I actually, everybody calls me Ducos. Um, uh -huh. I'm French, because um, I'm born in France, but I grew up in Cali, and I, um, I grew up between L.A. and the Bay. So, I'm I, Oh, my God. Native that went to high school in Oakland. So I already. Yeah. <laughs> I, even though I am French, uh, my mom is from View Park, Ladera Heights. So she grew up, yeah, she grew up um, off Vista Dior. So she's, she's wow. laid down, went to high school at Crenshaw and Palisades. So, you know, that's, yeah. That's, mom, that's, yeah. That's, yeah. Oh, shout out moms. I know. <laughs> she lives in the Bay now still. Okay. She's that. But um, yeah, I just consider myself, I guess, like a French black girl living in LA. That's what's up. I love it. So when did you move to uh, the States? How old? Six. So, okay. Um, yeah, and my parents came here. My dad's white, my mom's black. 
um, he they split up, and then which was not a bad thing, or you know, it's not like a, a sad right. detail. Right. Right. Um, right. And we lived kind of. My dad was in Inglewood, um, off La Tierra and Centinella. My mom was in Silver Lake for a little while. Then we kind of we lived all over. We lived on, off Serrano. We lived a couple places. So I feel like I covered a lot of LA ground. And then when she met my stepdad. Uh, that's when we moved to the Bay, and I was about 10 when oh. I was... Oh, that's what's up. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it was cool. It was a it was a change, but it was a good change, and it gave me a lot of balance, I think. Um, I appreciate what the Bay gave me culture-wise, in contrast to L.A. I feel like everybody always tries to pin the two against each other, but I'm like, they both need a little bit of what the other one doesn't have, mm. so... Totally yeah. agree. I'm... But... I'm I'm from here, but yeah, I'm from here, but same thing. Like I need that, that Northern Bay, so conscious, so, you know, environmental and intelligent and raw, not about the bullshit. We're a little bit more, you know, showy out here, but I still think that we're down. I feel like LA gets a bad rap thinking that we're like bougie and we're fake and not the ones who are from here. Like the ones actually from LA, we're just earth very much like the bay we have a different sauce but yeah. we're all grounded i think it's the you know it gets different because people get out here and they get really excited mm. LA. but we're from la so i ain't really excited you know what i mean so we're not we don't really tripping like that get the bad rap they're like you're so fake and i'm like no we're not actually oh that's the industry i think the industry has some really Damage, I think to LA in general and and what's unfortunate about that is that the industry is such a small geographic kind of centralized place in LA that if you go any literally anywhere it's not even like I'm advocating for like you got to be south of Slauson or you got to right, be right right exactly outside of that bubble there's so much of Los Angeles to explore there's so much culture I feel um yeah there's there's I mean there are mean people everywhere I could tell you right. Bay too but there are also a lot of nice people and a lot of smart people everywhere so yeah cali cali is like a he calls it an island he says i live on an, an island, island man oh. and and I, 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 i'll take that i'm not saying i'm mad at the island i'm, just saying, <laughs> I'm not mad at the island yeah. but we're separate we're separate because when we do go and travel then we get to see damn we are kind of lucky there you know what i mean we have a different mentality of how we grew up but we also are able to stay really grounded. So I feel like that's our superpower. You yeah. know what I mean? Um, <laughs> it should be wild. It is wild. Oh, yes, Luther. Oh, it is yeah. wild. And you and you know what's crazy? I don't think because Luther said this, but it just popped into my mind. When we talk about LA and we, we get super hypercritical about it, I'm always cracking up because I'm like, the craziest ones are the people who have, this is their first time. They're not from here. Right. And, and I'm like, and everybody's like, oh, LA's so crazy, it's so crazy. And I'm like, that's so funny because a lot of times they're from other places. And sometimes you're from, I'm like, oh. Right, absolutely. I mean, it is what it is. And like me and Lissette always say, wherever you go, there you are. <laughs> so, I mean, you go be an asshole in Florida, in Texas, <laughs> and in Cali. You know what I mean? You just go be whoever you are, wherever you are. I mean, of course, people try to switch it up while they're here because they're also trying to find themselves. So I will give them that too. You know what I mean? And as being a mentor, I meet a lot of people that are going through those changes. So they don't quite know who they are as of this point to that point. Well, I think we got a little frozen. Hopefully it comes back. We back? Okay, good. We back. We good, we good, we good. 
No Teddy up in here. We good. <laughs> um, okay, so let's get into uh, hometown songs because I feel like a person's hometown song or a song that makes them feel like home tells a lot about the person. So, boom, who's first? Any, either one of you guys. I'm going to ask that question. I don't know what song I'm going to pick. And I think I picked Swag Surfing. Uh, how does, how did, I don't even remember the melody of that. Hey, wait, I oh wait, I don't want to cue this off. Well, here, okay. No, yeah, try to play it. Try to play it. Hey, Josh, you better. You got. Hopefully, you got a little bit more um clout with IG because they they be they be trying my ass. They be throwing me, blocking me, <laughs> clipping me. So hopefully, you got. We on your live. Hopefully, they 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 have a little bit more uh, patience for you. <laughs> Where Okay, So I think, and the reason why I think I love that song, it reminds me of my hometown. It was the good moment for me. I was in like middle school, high school for me. And uh, I would just get crunk every time I heard that song. Anytime my homies heard pet rallies, parties, it doesn't matter. Clubs, and I wasn't even I wasn't even old enough to go into clubs, and I was still just going around. I was a lot of people don't know, but like if I didn't dance, I'm very fraternity based. Mm -hmm. So like, I love uh, HBCU when I go to high. I was my, that was my thing. I was in a fraternity in high school. I was. Wow master in high school, I was a drum major. So like that was like HBCU thing, that's like my thing. So like I wanted to be and they always to play swag surfing. I used to see probates and like uh they went to um, do like lines and everything. So and they were strolls. So I'm like, damn man, that thing is fine. Like I wanna well, I wanna I wanna do that. So I think that's uh, my little air for me to say that's a song yeah. that I love my, my Okay, toast to that, because we're going to be toasting all night. So I heard you got margaritas on deck. Man. So myself, like, one day a week these days, because in the beginning of quarantine, it was happy hour every hour. For like, and then I looked up, and I looked like a happy hour. So hey, hey. Yes, sir. Sparkling water. Balance. 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 <laughs> oh. yes. That's what's up. Um, okay, so what about you, Lens? Okay, I guess I'll oh, just play. What, do you like Lens? Do what do people call you? People just still Lens. You call me Ducos. Everybody Duco. calls me Ducos. Yeah, but you can Duco. call me. You can call me. <laughs> just a little. <laughs> oh my god! Yo. Okay, 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 okay. Interview's done. Love you guys. Good night. <laughs> I got less hearts than swag surf. That's okay. That's okay. I'm gonna tell you why you guys should heart this song. Okay, okay, don't hate. Tell me, tell me, tell me, tell me. Them hearts, them hearts. That's what's up. Still Dre, still DRE by Dr. Dre. So this was this song came out around the time that I moved to the Bay from LA. And um 
no weird feelings, but it was, it was a quick transition and I didn't really have a lot of time to digest. And at that time in LA, when I moved, West Coast music was like, that was when we were thriving. Like mid nineties yeah. to late nineties, we were thriving. So moved to the Bay, it wasn't a strong, a huge departure. Like they still listened obviously to a lot of stuff that was in LA, but I just, I think I was homesick. And I remember this song came, this album, The Chronic came out. And I remember, um, I don't know if you remember the box. I don't know. Of course. Yes. <laughs> no, I got, I got So Okay, so for the people who don't know what the box is, you used to be able to request music videos for no no other reason than just to request them. They had a number at the bottom, and you yep. would call and type in your number, and then you would wait. And you yep. would wait for the video to come on. And so I remember requesting this. Woo! I was not watch music videos because my mom was like you need to be watching that video so I would sneak in my room and I remember when this song came on it would just make me feel a sense of home and like the low riders in the video and everything it's just very like Fire. west coast culture and I was like when I get my license I'm like <laughs> absolutely you with the top like training day I swore I was gonna be that girl and so yeah that was that's my whenever I hear it it just makes me think of LA and the Bay. Like mm -hmm. it, it's like the perfect Cali song to just homage to like hip hop in California. Like it's just, I don't know. It's man, you said it. You said it, man. Just like put all that on a t-shirt and put the W on the back. And I bought it. <laughs> Everything. That's what's up. Like still not fucking with police. Like I'm like, we've been We've been here, right? Exactly. Who was I just telling? I was like, y'all, this is my third revolution. Y'all go do it. Tell me where to show up. The fuck? <laughs> you guys are doing great out there. Like, right. you know what I'm saying? Just let me know what I should do because I'm on revolution number three and uh, damn. You know what I mean? So I'm loving, I'm loving what you guys are doing, but we're going to get to that once we get to this. So now, first gigs. First gigs. Was ABGC your first gig? First gig. That was my first big gig, yes. It was that and uh, Let It Shine. Let oh, it shine. That was the Disney, the Disney move. Yeah, that's what's up. First, I got like an agency to rep me, and I got like my first like couple of thousand dollars. I remember I didn't know how to act. I was like, <laughs> how much my child right now? It was crazy. So, and like, right, uh, it was, um, Tegan, Tegan, uh, Mike Tegan or something. Like that. But he was super cool, super nice. The 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 um, cast was amazing. Uh, so it was fun, man. It was a real fun first experience. You know, it was Disney, so they paid good. It was great. They had everything laid out. You know, what I mean, very professional. So that was cool. Then ABDC, I think, literally right after that, like right after ABDC was it for me. Yep, and then there you go. And I, I then woke up with life at the end of the <laughs> Absolutely. That was a wake-up call, yeah. Lens, what about you? What was your first gig? Um, but, yeah, tell me the first gig, and then we're going to go back to your life prior to these gigs. What was your first dance industry? My first, it's a, it's a tie, because I can't tell. It happened, like, at the same time where my memory is wrong. But it's <laughs> um, Nelly Furtado, Maneater. Oh, yes. Or um, Tyra B giving me a rush. Wait, how does that? Um, oh, God. <laughs> giving me a rush. Rush. 
Was that Kento in there? It was me, Kento, Quita, and Jafar. Oh shit! Oh my God, Jafar! I miss uh, Jafar. Uh, <laughs> Jaquel said, "Cut the check." Exactly, <laughs> cut the check, Jaquel. Shit, where the coin at? <laughs> the both stories were funny. Both of them were funny. The first, the Nelly Furtado one was funny because I got a phone call in the middle of the night. I was this was sorry, this is at my ex my ex, oh yeah this is at my um my ex's house sorry man. Mm -hmm. I was in college <laughs> I was I was asleep it was like three or four in the morning I got this phone call I'm like hello he's like hi is this Lindsay I'm like yeah this is she he's like uh, I'm checking to see if you're available in a couple hours for a music video and um and I was like what and I hung up <laughs> and my mom I'm like yeah right. Yeah, it's three in the morning. Like, what music video at six in the morning? Calls back. He's like, "Hello." I'm like, "Hello." And he's like, "Do you know who this is?" And I'm like, mm -mm. "He said, this is Frank Gatson." Oh, Frank. <laughs> I, I, I will. I mean, I'm okay to admit it. At the time, I didn't know who Frank was. I think I was like, yeah. I just hadn't done any homework, and I was like, okay. So when he said that, all I knew was I should know this is a big deal. <laughs> right. Like, um, it's at a warehouse in El Segundo. Can you be there at this time? Which meant I needed to, like, go back to my dorm room, get my clothes, and go. And he said, you'll be paid right after the gig. Let me know. And I said, okay, I'll be there. So I went. But I just remember when I pulled up, I was like, this guy's really a big deal. Like, he's a really big deal. <laughs> and, then I, and then I looked around, and I was uh, like, uh, mind uh, you, I'm sure he was probably cussing me out. And I was like, who is this girl? She was but I came and I just remember thinking, just be very grateful to whoever this is. I just walked up to this man and I was like, thank you so much. Mind you, I look like a little Bambi. My outfit was terrible. I had like a bad red by, uh, box dye job done. I looked finding it. You're finding it. <laughs> put it out in probably like 30 minutes. So it was like half curly, half straight. It was rough. And I, Aisha Francis and, um, who else was there? It was like a bunch of heavy hitters. Uh, um, oh my gosh. Uh, why am I not? I'm blanking on her name. Uh, and this is my friend who assists the team all the time. Curly hair and uh, used to dance for Britney. Um, starts with the letter T. To uh, oh my god, what is her name? I'll think of it. But a lot of heavy hitters, and it was uh, it was humble. Now I'm trying to think and used to dance for Britney and big curly hair. And she has it's gray now. Tiana? Yes. Tiana. Okay. Tiana. Thank you. Oh, why can I not think of this woman's name? Yes. Yeah. So humbling moments. Yes, I love tea. Mwah. Man, this is great. Okay, so let's get up into um like your first big thing where you felt like, okay, I'm like I'm doing some shit right now. Was that Sierra? Was that Usher? What was the one where you were like, where you became that person where you were like, okay, this this is for real? Okay. I think that moment for me was Usher. So I got the job to do Usher. I was on tour with Austin Mahone. And then um, Jamaica. That's when I started kind of like getting... Jamaica. Shout out Jamaica. <laughs> Luther's telling me to cut the check. You tell me, yeah. Luther, the coin's at. <laughs> So, like, I got introduced to Jamaica, and, like, 
it's crazy because she asked me a couple of times to do some things with Usher and like, you know, I was doing some stuff with Austin and, um, you know, I'm a loyal person, you know, I'm just not just because this dance, a lot of people, I try to preach to people like you, you your own human being. Absolutely. So just know whatever you do, nothing should compromise like your in like integrity, you know what I mean? Who you are as a person. So Stop right you know, there. cheers to that. I mean, hey, <laughs> integrity, because we don't get that. We don't see that. That's mm. a real, thank you for that, Josh. So no matter who, how big the influencer or whatever, you know, just be you. So that was all my thing. You know what I mean? I kind of live out like a street code. So yeah. that's what So I was like, I couldn't do it. But not saying I didn't want to, because mind you, just throwing this out there, Usher was like my dream job. So that was, I was a kid. I was like, I want to dance with Usher. I want to whatever, whatever. So all I have to say is I missed like two or three music videos that she was starting to be a part of. And by the third time she asked me, you know, I'm thinking like it's over. Like she's never gonna <laughs> exactly. Have. Like I just say no three times, but luckily Jamaica was a real one, and she understood that it wasn't out of spite, it was out of just mm. you know respect out of who I was with before at that time. But then she asked me one more time, and I said I'm with it. And I um did like a, a show, and then after the show, I started doing that shit. So that's my name started getting a little different. You know, so that was cool. And, that I, and people didn't really understand, unless she was, like, affiliated with Atlanta or a little bit of that, you didn't really know who I was. And I kind of like that advantage because I'm, I'm more so, like, I like to be in the background and just learning. Like, I wasn't, I was an open book. I was a sponge. I'm like, just teach me everything. Mm -hmm. I said, because I'm going to get there, but I just want to when I get there. Mm -hmm. So I've been working. It's been moving. But I would never, I would never like trying to be in the limelight. So eventually, I got Usher. I started doing the tour. It now, was dancing and choreographing, or what? The only dance I danced for Usher on a tour, URX tour, for a year and a half with amazing dancers. That's that's honestly just so you yes. know. I tell people this story all the time. That's when I leveled up as a dancer, and like all you know is that like that moment when dancers kind of click. And you like you found it, and you just know it's like something different about how you walk. Yes, that was my moment for me. And like I was with Kento, Antonio Hanel, Marv, Yusuke, and then Ashley Everett. That's a cool. Uh, like Quita, you know Naima, just heavy hitters. You know what I mean? Who was she, this? Well, Jamaica was over it, but who was who was all? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So so like in this all day, Forest Rio. Of course, I'll just go and come full circle when we talk about my whatever I do now and stuff. But, like, Rio was, like, my big homie. Still is, you know what I mean? He pushed me. Mind you, me and Rio didn't like each other. So it's crazy that we still... And this is true. This is a fact. I didn't like Rio. Rio was like, ah, whatever. But, you know, and I had to prove myself. And he continuously like, I don't know, Jay. Like, he ain't... I don't yeah. know. He, you know, he was going like, I don't know. We're going to see he, he a new fish. You feel me? So, but I was that, like kind of pre-hate in the sense of like what you got if you're gonna be here we ain't gonna just let you just be here so i respect that and i just kind of overcame that and so when i came outside of that i knew for a fact as a dancer that i wasn't going to get that experience no no more time in my lifetime in mm -hmm. my feel like so i knew i was going to what, what i got over that tour and i wasn't even an album tour but wow. i learned much so we used to meditate we used to like we used to do so much on that tour 
that when I left that, I knew it was going to be hard to find out again. And um, Antonio taught me so much as a mover. Like, yo, you like one of me. So he kind of just poured everything into me on that tour and Marv. So when I got out of it, it was it. Shout out Antonio. That's a rare bone, right? You feel me? Shout out to Marv, you know? So, like, yes, Marv. After that, um, boom, Jamaica was like, yo, you fly. And I kind of told Jamaica, like, in private, like, I want to be a choreographer. And that was the thing I always wanted to be. It's not like a, uh, I, I just randomly thought about it and I danced. Then when I always had a vision to be a choreographer in the background. God willing and blessed that I did it this young. Mm -hmm. So, that's that, but like, that's what I want to do. So Jamaica said, you don't want to do this. And eventually kind of put me on smaller jobs. And after the tour was happening, she put me on smaller jobs. And eventually I was, uh, she's assistant choreographer. And that's when Marv was ahead of it on that new season with the No Limit and the party with Chris and Usher. And um, yeah, so that was when I started assisting. Then my mind just to continue to elevate. I continue to kind of build a bigger relationship with Jamaica and Marv and, um, and, and Usher. And he helped me out a lot. And after that, it catapulted for like where I am now with Chris and just everything shifted. That is what's up. That's the hell of a story. And you just said it. The morals, the work, and integrity is about what you're doing when people aren't looking. And that's what I'm trying to show people. And people always want to, and especially now it gets more confusing because everyone wants to show their processes, which is amazing. But your process is still an edit. And so and getting the thing thinking, okay, you're edit is what you put in so I can do it. And unfortunately, in our world, it can work for them. And work. That's I the difference. So now it's like, I had a conversation, I think, with Lou about it, too, and Rhapsody. We were talking, I was talking about, like, relevance versus respect. And so it used to be respect. That's how you were relevant. And now it's, you got to be relevant, and then that give you respect. And it's an odd situation. I relevant you don't necessarily have to have anything sustainable underneath it but that's a whole nother conversation i'm gonna have to have you guys back for that one hey, um, <laughs> integrity so Lindsay, tell us first off tell us about your your first life that i'm sure a lot of people don't know and then give us into your the job that made you say okay i'm i'm doing the damn thing now uh well my career was a little different i had ebbs and flows it, it looked like a pulse and then a this. <laughs> so, you know, the beginning, you like have a couple false starts. Like, you're like, I made it. And then you're like, no, I didnn't. Gotcha. <laughs> the one that, before I got to the real one that kind of like threw me into the, the water was um, Black Eyed Peas. And mm -hmm. this, uh, this was, what, like 2012 era? But right before I got that power. So I'm going to be... And all that. And this was like when Brandy Harris and Nikki oh, yeah. and Jessica Castro, everybody was on there. And I came in like real wet behind the ears. I didn't say, I just, I think similar to what Josh said, I just wanted to learn. I was just happy to be there. I remember just being like, I hate to say it like this, but I was like, don't fuck up. Just <laughs> don't fuck up. And don't say too much. Don't say too little. Don't stand too far behind, too close. You know, you're like, that's that thing where in the beginning you're just calculating like Tetris. You're in the room and you look like this, but on the inside you're like this. <laughs> yep. Oh, like it was like they'd be like, you don't have to go full out. I was always full out. I just felt like I don't have anything to lose. I I, I literally had worked so hard to be in that room. Yeah. I think just being around older women, and I had this conversation recently with Josh how 
I, at least, I don't know, maybe my memory is, is weird and I'm remembering it better because we tend to over fantasize the past sometimes. Yeah. But at that time, it took for me to catch up to them. It felt like the older women weren't necessarily old. It wasn't like, oh, they're old. No, they were women and they like were working and it wasn't about needing to be 17 and, and now you're the oldest person in the room looking at a bunch of like really young people. It was kind of the reverse. Like if you were younger, you barely got in there because they had a well-oiled system. Got like, it. Communicate and help each other and the relationships that they had just made it feel like I just knew it was a big deal to be mm -hmm. in that room. And of course that if they enjoy you, that you get invited into other rooms and if you work hard, you know, you can grow. So yeah, I just felt like I learned a lot being on that job. Um, and it didn't necessarily catapult me. Like I did spot dates with them and we, that was my first time doing the Grammys. I remember I had to wear this big um, speaker box. This is when faces were covered during Black <laughs> Yeah. Lots of, yeah, and um, lots of shuffling and lots of uh, face coverings. And I remember having to, like, navigate that, like, how to dance when you can't see. And to wear these big, we had these speaker fists that we had to wear, and they were on our legs. Uh, and it was a lot of, of juggling. You think that, like, that real gigging. You was gigging, Lens. That was that gigging, gigging. <laughs> I was shuffling my way to the top, that's for sure. I was like, I don't know how I'm going to get there. And then, you know, after that, I had, like, kind of, started experimenting with like my hair and different things and you know you go through a lot of phases of looks at least as as for women and those are a go and some of those are not and I found out fast when I stopped working what was a go and what was not so I had some ebbs and flows and then I think right when I got to um I think book and crit um that was my first like big Chris job mm -hmm. um, was uh, Loyal and the video. <clears throat> that like video had everybody and their mom in it in terms of talent. Mm -hmm. We had Othan and Fly and we had uh, Edin and we had, we had a lot of people working on it. I mean, it was just kind of like a moment where another one where I was like in the room, I was happy to be standing next to Jana, who's like my ace boon coon now, you know, but just certain people where some people were, were like, we're here, and some people I was still kind of like this. And then, right. um, yeah, and then from there, it just sort of, everything just kept going. That's how I met Luther, not that far after we did Bad Boy Reunion Tour, um, kept doing Chris. And then the cool thing, you know, it was a weird thing, because it was, the Chris Camp was going through a lot of transitioning at that time. Yeah. And, um, in a non-politically way to answer, I was just there observing all the changes. and wanting to stick with it because at the time that was a job that I had wanted to do forever and then when I finally got the chance to dance fly on that one I'm trying to just figure out who at this point because I know they had went through so many changes was this fly was this Fifi was this okay fly and edit mm -hmm. um yeah and then I remember we did the BET awards and the cool thing about BET awards was then at the time, I had been taking Devin Perry's class, like, all the time, because I was a huge Devin Perry fan. Shout out to Devin Perry. And I remember I got to do, he was doing BET, because he was dancing for Chris at the time. And then in walks Randy and Hef, and then Mona, and obviously Mona and I were really cool. All these people who, you know, now we look at each other, and we sort of probably look at each other as, you know, on the same level. But at that time, even though they probably don't know that, I was Jeez. bugging. I was bugging. I was sweating just standing still. 
you know, like ready for the smoke in the sense that I wanted to dance next to these people so I could grow, but like positive smoke, like you just want to, you just want to learn and soak up everything, Ooh. you know? And then once that kind of sort of transitioned, I remember that it was Randy and then all boys and Rich and Tone came back. They left and I booked Bad Boy Reunion Tour. And that's how I met Luther. And that was my first time working with Lorianne outside of when I booked Making the Band, like, gotcha. way back. Wow. Okay. Oh, Making the Band. Okay. ABDC, Making the Band, meant to be. And we're going to get into how you guys met, too. One thing yeah. I want to say about the Loyal video, that was a big tune, too, to be thrown into. That was yeah. a huge tune. You know what I'm saying? And then, and then I loved it because it was, like, reminding me of home. City Walk was my place. So high school, we go to City Walk every weekend. You know what I mean? I'm like, oh, got you. you know, oh, how many people did I get my number out? You know what I mean? <laughs> so for me, I'm like, City Walk for me. So I'm saying, Chris is dancing in where I would go every weekend and give my number out and be cute. And we went every weekend. So it was just like, it felt like home. I was like, Chris, you did that shit. Well, I know the production company did it but i'm gonna give it to chris you did that damn thing i loved it, it. everything so we had all to ourselves and then we had a whole party in the garage <laughs> we, were, we were in there we were having i a love club. it a said city walk was the club it sure was city walk was the mother <laughs> saba my cousin's in here too because me and saba would go to city walk every weekend damn but anyway, sorry, that just really, this really got me hyped. Like City Walk really is a, is a big, is, it, you know, it's, it, it's right here. I don't go anymore, but you know what I mean. It, it was somebody saying, right? Yep, everybody knows City Walk was the club. Okay, so back us up, Lindsay. Before you got into this particular mode, you went to school, and then you also did what? So we can get into that little mode. Um, well, I... I wound up moving back to LA from Oakland to go to UCLA. And um, at that time, I just had auditioned for the arts program there. And it was called World Arts and Cultures. So it was kind of like getting an anthropology degree with writing and then choreography and dance for the camera. Like if all wow. of those. Yeah. So you learned how to edit and mm -hmm. film and shoot dance. Um, they like, they all on campus. So we were like kind of forced to basically see as much performance possible so we got to see like Bill T. Jones we got to see Pina Bausch we got to see a lot of foreign countries that honestly I wouldn't know anything about if I hadn't really gone through that program and then you know on top of that you talk a lot which is probably how I got this brain even like revved up even more everything based off of cultural appropriation so understanding who took what from whom and where things were sourced from and why like wow. why dance with their feet in the ground because of, you know, agriculture, like dances of how they, you know, help them plant seeds in the ground and things like mm -hmm. that. So it kind of expanded my mind into a whole nother place. And I remember um, auditioning for Trio Talent. And Trio that's Rodney. I, <laughs> yeah. I didn't understand there was, I didn't understand anything about agencies. I was literally like opening a phone book and being like, boom, okay, trio. So I just showed up. I remember I went to the audition. It was at Alley Cat at the time. And um, I got an agent. And then from there, I was kind of like, I think I should try this. Like, I think I should try this. And that's when slowly but surely I started booking like random things. And then it kind of came down to, do I finish school or do I drop and keep dancing? And, um, I wound up finishing school and coming back after and I, now I'm okay with that but I had so many times where I regretted it because I remember 
Laura Edwards and Nick DeMora and Quita and certain people, we were like, I feel like dance has graduating classes. Mm -hmm. That was like my entry class. We all kind of came in together. And then when I came back, I mean, people's careers had just taken off. Set, okay. hey. I think my boy Kareem just came in here too. He said, you kind of remind him, he said, you dope. And you kind of remind him of Swoop a little oh. bit. That's a, I mean, that's a compliment. Yeah, that's a compliment right there. I know that. And when I'm thinking about it, I'm like, there is a wavy. There is a wavy swoop. So, oh, man, shout out swoop. But anyways, go back. Um, Cut you off, Lens. Go ahead. I was, that was pretty much it. And then I think when I graduated, I just thought, I don't really want to think anymore. I want to turn my brain off. I got tired of trying to think. It's a, it's a lot. That, that program is amazing, amazing, amazing. And oh, there is such thing as overthinking, and I'm already a thinker, so it just propelled me to a place where I was like really having a lot of trouble about how to operate and navigate the industry, especially as a female mm -hmm. that was yeah. sort of a tomboy, still trying to find her feminine side and like where to fit in. Right. And this feels class, so like for everybody that's out there with like 20 heels programs to take from, this was the we hand you a pair and you figure it out on set or <laughs> if you them on before and that's an if so you know just figuring it everything out and then um yeah i decided to sort of like abandon all other plans and just try to go for it and that's kind of how i sort of got into the next stage and the next stage and then hey tell us about um ice skating because that's a plot twist right, <laughs> oh, right. <laughs> Yeah, when I, I don't remember this story. This is something that my mom told me. Okay. Um, lived in LA. She took me one time to Pickwick Ice Center, which is in Burbank. And uh, we used to go to Griffith Park a lot. She would let me like ride the, the horses and stuff. So it was like our like, mom's taking her daughter out to do something kind of trip. Mm -hmm. so I was skating one day and she said that I took a beeline to the center. And anybody that's like been, it's, I think it's kind of like rollerblading too, or roller skating, where like the center, yes. or maybe it's guys but the center at the skating rink is like where the fancy people go and you don't go there they're like no 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 I just went there and I started trying to learn how to turn and I guess I came back to my mom and I told her that I felt God when I was spinning <gasps> never and I don't I can dig it because I want to know what are they feeling when they're spinning right. that, that many right. times they're feeling something it's right crazy. my mom was like this is my mom, this is also not a, a sport that uh, our folks particularly partake in. And it's expensive. So for me to come skating back like and say something like that, she felt like she didn't have a choice. So then it was like, I started taking, you know how you ease your way into things like Saturday morning classes, then that turned into Saturday and Sunday, wow. then that days a week. And then I pretty much had like the whole family. And then eventually my stepdad, when he came into the picture, kind of trying to pitch in to help make it happen for me because I was skating every day except Sunday from uh, 4.30 in the morning until 7.30 in the morning. Then I would go to school. Then I would get off at, let's say, like, you know, you get out of school around 3, 3.30. Mm -hmm. I would go straight to the rink and skate from, like, 4 to 6 and then go home, do homework, and then go to bed and do it all over every exactly. day. I was, tra right. I was training real talk for the Olympics. I wanted to be Michelle Kwan, Christy Amagoo, Sasha Cohen, you know, that in my mind, I was like, this, this is, is true because she has like. <laughs> Let me hear that. <laughs> Cheersing to Lindsay's repping for us.
sisters on the ice skating rink. Like, I'm going to give you that, girl. For, we need at that moment. My mom was for sure the only mom. Like, you look Discipline. around. Do you hear this? Discipline. She, Lissette was like, that's discipline. Okay. What sign are you guys, both of you? Because what got, you guys got some hell of a discipline, both of you. Hey, I'm an Aries. I'm a Pisces. Oh, wow. Exactly. Okay, gotcha. Y'all can boil each other up and put each other out. <laughs> wow. Well, uh, so I yeah. love that. So man, okay, so discipline. So now so you said you started to at this point you're you're ice skating every day from four thirty in the morning and you're doing this and how long did this routine go on? Um until right, literally the summer before high school. And um, which is a really interesting transitional time. I was getting so the French government pays for you to go to any French school if you are born, if you're a citizen. So I was going to a, like a thirty-five, forty thousand dollar a year school up until the eighth grade, a French American school for free. So and that demographic did not reflect my family, if you know what I'm. So at that point, I looked at my mom and I was like, I don't want to do this anymore. I don't feel comfortable. I want to go. I didn't say normal, but I think I might have said normal. I want to go to a normal school. I want to be around, you know, our folks. I want to be, I want to see what a big school looks like. Also, my classroom size, which now, if I was a parent, is great. They were small, but it was like so small, you felt suffocated, you know? Mm -hmm. So going into high school, I got injured skating. Oh, and wow. Yeah, and I, it was honestly, I could have sucked it up and kept going. I think the time was terrible because I started going to high school at this not small private French uh, school. It was the opposite. And um, there were boys everywhere. There were boys <laughs> everywhere. Um, they, I couldn't focus. And, and then, you know, I discovered that if I ran track, they were at track practice, too. So to me, I told my mom, like, I just don't think I can really do this anymore because I just think I've lost so much jumps and my turns. I don't know how I'm going to get it back. And my mom is a very Dang. not pushy. She, I woke up practice. So she was like, okay, if you don't want to do it, it's cool. So sure enough, I got to high school and I was like, I'm about to kick it. And sure. so, yeah, I was, and that sounds very terrible. Like, I'm sure people. Not you wanted a real life after that when 4 30 a.m. to 7 30 a.m. to start I would have wanted to kick it too <laughs> you did the damn thing quite curious and then I was discovering like other flavor you know lots of flavor Absolutely. and then I started running track and I got really good at track actually I was a mid-distance runner so I was like well I'm cool with this and track meets were fun I had a blast running track and then I had to pick an elective. So I picked dance and because I was either art or dance and I had, I wanted to do either one. So I picked dance and because I knew how to turn and jump, that's how I kind of was able to sort of take like a fake technique and try to learn faster at how to be able to do jazz mm -hmm. or ballet or, you know, so that was my transition into dance. It wasn't even like on some, I grew up doing it forever. It was just kind of like, I'm in high school. I got to pick an elective. Hmm. Okay. I picked dance. Oh, this is fun. Like we kick it in. Okay. Lunchtime. We, oh, we get to <laughs> it was, it was a, um, you wanted to be a part of it at my school. It felt, it was like a cultural thing more than like a, I'm going to dance for an artist. Honestly, I just wanted to go make day. I used to choreograph the little halftime dances. We were probably terrible, but I thought we were so fly. 
Like, it was a vibe. It was cool. What's up? And you know what? I think when you came into, you know, our industry, you already had the stuff that you can't teach, which is that work ethic, which is that discipline. And you did have a natural flavor because to be able to go on the skates and do what you needed to do, you know, sometimes people can find that transition and sometimes they can't. But I feel like for you, it was a natural thing, you know? Um, how'd you guys meet? I know I'm skipping around, but I want to get to that and then we're going to get to some other stuff. Um, yeah, okay. Uh, feel it. I met her on the job with Chris. Uh, honestly, I seen her, man, and you know she was cute then, but I was so focused on not <laughs> me too. fucking up, you know, right. like because this was my first time. Mind you, for everyone who knows, this is my first time solo dolo choreographing for a tour, mm. let alone a superstar named Chris Brown. So that just so that was yeah. I would put. In the Lions Den, mind you, I never worked with Chris before then. I worked with him on Party Tour, on Party, the music video, but that was with Usher. So when I got the call for Chris, it wasn't no music video, it wasn't Let's Meet. It was, I fuck with you, I seen you in that video Pull with up. Party, and I, and I met you. I want you to be my choreographer and Chris Redman. That was just what it is. Ass up. But that was the, I would have just got thrown in the wolves, so I never. Okay, nah. wait, stop right there. Toast to that. <laughs> that's what's up. But that's destiny right there, and that's determination. That is like, that's where preparation meets opportunity meets God's purpose. You was in alignment. That right there is called alignment. Because when you're in alignment, you don't have to work as hard. The yeah. phone rings out the blue, and shit's lit. I'm so happy for this conversation. Continue. Uh, uh, uh. <laughs> That was it. So I was working. I was just focus, 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 and then. Um, but you know, I was going a lot. I was like going through a lot in my life too. In the midst of the greatness, it was uh, a lot going on for me. So, you know, I, 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 my, I would just say I went through a lot in my life. So it prepared me to be a little bit more mature in my lifetime too. And I was kind of prepared because a lot of people when they meet me, they say, "Oh man, you like." you know, beyond your years and stuff. But it's because I just went through a lot of, like, real-life shit. And I, I, up, I had a kid. I had a son. I, I was balancing that. I had a lot of stuff to do. So, Happy you know, Father's Day. Thank Happy you. Day. <laughs> so, um, all that to say, so I was going, I was going, and then pretty much I seen Lindsay, and I was like, man, she cute. And then Rio was like, yo, you should talk to her. You should talk to her. <laughs> so it was like... You know what I mean? I was like, yeah, yeah, I got you. I'm going to do it with, with my time. He's always pressed me to go talk to her. Oh and God, pretty much yeah. we got on tour. And uh, I wasn't even going to talk to her yet. Because I was right. just feeling. And I'm not trying to be a creep. You feel me? I just, I'm new to this. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> so you got to come correct. Because Lindsay is older than me. And I am younger. So I didn't want to just come on some younger people. So, uh, pretty much, he was like, I'm going to go. So he was like, I'm going to go talk to her. And he was about to walk over there. So I was like, yo, chill out. This ain't high school, bro. Like, yo, I can speak for myself. She's going to think I'm a, like a little dude. If you go over there and talk for me. So I want that. Kind of forced me. This was in Boston. You know what I'm saying? So this is the first time I actually went up to her. I said, hey, let me talk to you fast. So it kind of, I had the upper hand a little bit because I was still the boss yeah. of, you know, the thing. So I had the upper hand. So I still like, you know, talk to her. Okay, cool. And I pulled to the corner. 
And if you've been on tour, you know the little boxes that be outside that you can just sit on and they be out for the crew. I sat there and I guess and, and whatever you can call it, spit my game or however you want to say that. I talked to her, you know, I guess my talk's a little saucy and then you kept going. Uh, no, I guess my talk's a little soft. <laughs> okay, so Lindsay, chime in, because that was an amazing story. I'm all in, I'm all ears. So you you take it from there. Okay, well, just a quick small backpedal. It's funny hearing him talk about how he was so nervous because he didn't hire me. Fifi hired me. He brought me back. Oh. So when I walked in the room, and mind you, hours before we walked in the room, I saw somebody send somebody forwarded me a post, and they said, your new boss. And it was a picture of Josh. And I was like, what? And I was like, who is this? And I, and I was like, I think that's that guy with the beanie. I think that's <laughs> what I said. I was like, I think that's that guy. <laughs> What's up? <laughs> Damn. Shook because it was Rio and Amy and Josh. And I mean, they were like, stretch. You got about 10 minutes to stretch. <laughs> and we were like, you know, mind you, we, we thought it was going to be a whole nother kind of climate temperature in the room. We came in <laughs> like, yeah, man. So then they sat down there like, you know, sup? Um, welcome to a uh, party tour. Um, <laughs> Uh, we expect 100%. Blah, blah, blah. So I'm like, well, you know, I'm a 100% kind of girl, but Jesus Christ. Okay. So when I tell you I was not looking at him at all, and not because he wasn't attractive, I was so nervous. I was like, I'm fired yesterday. I'm <laughs> on a plane. My, I'm, I got to find another job. I got to figure this out. So I just remember thinking, just keep dancing, just keep dancing. <laughs> so I just remember I was like, always, you know, just yes, sir, no, sir, whatever, just trying to keep my job. And then slowly but surely, like, I could kind of tell, okay, I, I think I'm doing a decent job because I'm not, I'm not fired yet. And it's been a week. Mm -hmm. And <laughs> there was one day we did something and I had on some, I always dress like a little boy, so you can't really see my body, but I guess I did something where he could see my, my, uh, my backside. I and that. I remember, First time he lost his cool because Josh is so perfect. He's not a creep at all. Creep. Worked no. with a lot of creeps. He's not one of them. And I remember he was like, "There's a lot back there." Oh, and I was, "Oh, Josh, Josh came Oh, that okay. That's when you." <laughs> and then he kind of cleaned it up, and he was like, "Well, you know, everybody in here is beautiful. You know, I'm just I'm grateful." <laughs> yeah. Okay. Damn. Okay. Basically. I remember um, we used to stay late to stretch, right? Okay. After, honest, I got to say, party tour was the best experience of my life, next to Bad Boy. But the two was, like, very close. But Josh party Rio. tour, I'm like, ooh. So um, stay in stretch, and Rio would pull out a bottle, and we would just be kind of, like, you know, just chilling. But I was still, like, a professional whatever. And I remember Josh came over. And kind of sat next to me. Oh, yeah, I remember that. You remember that? And he was like, um, what did you say? You I said, I think you like you're a good cuddler. Yeah, he said, I look like I'm a good cuddler. No. And I'm thinking. Uh, it was true, though. That was a true statement, you know. Like, <laughs> I'm like, passionate. Like, hey, wait, now we're, now we're taking it to another uh, dimension. <laughs> I remember thinking, this boy is really trying to spit some game. But I, I played. I'm really good at that. I was like, oh, I'm just, like, <laughs> I was just like, I was like, yeah, you know, I like to cuddle up. And I just picked up my stuff and I was like, time to go. Right. Trying to get a job. Because fun fact, I've, I had never dated a dancer 
or choreographer and to be candid ever slept with anybody in the industry wow. until not one not one okay. I, was, I just didn't like the idea of you know the whole like shit where you eat kind of thing i was like you know i'm just i'm just trying to be the girl that just keeps her job i just in the back just do my thing and be out right so we started traveling and i think boston was like maybe the second show or mm -hmm. something like that second or third show early, early. yeah and I kind of had peeped, but right before we went to on tour, we shot Privacy. Ah. And, <clears throat> yeah, and he had to be Chris. And so there's this part in Privacy, and mind you, Chris and I are, like don't have, like I can say that really candidly, Chris and I are really like brother and sister. There's no like weird anything. So Chris doing a dolphin dive on me is like right. my dolphin dive right, on me. Right, right, right. right. had to be the, the guinea pig. So he was like, I'm like, I can't remember how many dolphin dives <laughs> So I remember um, we were in the studio and Josh was like giving each girl a little vignette. And he said, Lindsay, come here. I said, okay. He said, can you lay down for a second? I said, okay. So I was laying down. Oh, Mind you, it had, I had been single for a little while and uh, you know, my heart rate was up. I was like, what? But I was tingling in places. I was trying to hold it together. I was turning beet red. And I remember he was like, I think it's going to go something like this. And I'm laying down, he's standing over me. He just does this dolphin dive. And I oh, was like, like I was in like a Danielle Steele novel. <laughs> I was literally like, oh, okay, let me just hold it together. And I just got all warm and bubbly. And I remember thinking, okay, I think I like this guy. Oh, my God. You, got, you guys, the comments is lit right now. I'm saying yes, yes, yes. Uh, <laughs> for the win. Lit. You guys got it, y'all. Y'all lit right now. <laughs> it was his brother. <laughs> Lou said, Dolph, de I'm dead. Dolphin die for the win. Oh, Dolphin die. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not saying that. Dolphin die. It worked out, and he could hold his weight, so it didn't hurt either. It was like, nice roll. I was like, okay. Okay, he's got some control. He's strong. He's strong. So I remember the next day was his birthday, and I brought him a Spider-Man balloon and like some alcohol or something because he reminded me of spider-man he just moves so fast he goes right. so <laughs> i was like remember catch the balloon and um and he was like i think that he thought that was a sign when really i was just trying to be nice and yeah, so fast forward to boston i had been known he liked me because rio was just being such a right oh he was yeah. like so what you you date somebody younger? I'm like, just tell me who you're talking about, Rio. He's like, no, no, no. I mean, I just, I just, anybody. I mean, I'm like, you're <laughs> who are you talking about? He was like, well, I mean, do you like country boys? Like, do you like people from the South? And I was like, why, why would I have a problem? He's like, we from the West Coast. Like, I don't know. And um, it was just funny. So that's when Josh came to me because Rio was pushing it. And pushing I think it. he was, he was going to ruin it for him because he was being very high school. Very, very yeah. high school. So like okay wait a minute can this dude like actually talk for himself right yeah and the first time <laughs> in Hawaii, i think I, I was like you don't want this i was like trust me i was like you're young you just you started your career i was like you need to be out there sure playing the field i was like i know exactly what i want i'm looking for something serious i know that i want to have kids eventually and i'm not looking to just play around so to be honest i'm gonna save you the trouble of trying mm -hmm. and let you know it's a, a solid no and he was like well how you know i don't want those things and i was like mm -hmm. well i don't have an answer for that <laughs> so from there yeah just we uh, got 
snuck around until we got caught one day by a good friend. And uh, yeah, that, that was, was it. That was that, it. That was that's the PG version. So that's awesome. That's like a real, it's, that's, that's what's up. So how long has it been now? Three years, man. Yeah, a little over three years. Yeah. Let's go, guys. About being on tour, traveling together as a couple, and then you being the boss, and then being, you know, talent, you know, in that way. How is the uh, dynamic with everybody? Honestly, I think it's cool, man. Like, cause we, we're so professional, and like, we know that can make people uncomfortable. But like, honestly, we also know the inevitable, like, which is dance was her first love, and dance is my first love. You know mm -hmm. what I'm saying? We love, and we love dance, so. When we worry, we don't make it uncomfortable for people. We don't make it uncomfortable for any bosses. Like, sometimes we did jobs in a higher lane and people that have no clue that we're even dating. Wow. Like, yeah. people, like, really try to hit on me or try to hit on her and vice versa. And I don't make it, like, she's beautiful. So I don't, I don't, I'm not, like, a jealous type of guy. So I don't, oh, what are you doing? I don't try to be the, oh, I'm the choreographer. I'm like, that's yeah, true. It's whatever, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's just life. This is, it's a lot of, we're in the industry where it's a lot of beautiful women, a lot of things happening, but, you know, she respects my creative space and we respect each other's creative space and we, like, work together and she helps me in other ways. Like, if she knows, like, hey, look, I'm a, I'm the talent, but I'm going to help the dancers stay positive, stay flowy, you know what I mean? When I get to just do me and kind of just, figure out what I got to figure out. So, and then sometimes we'll work hand in hand. I say, can you do this for me? Mm -hmm. So she's very open with it. And she's very not like weird and like, oh, this is my boyfriend who's the boss. She doesn't, mm -hmm. like, if you don't know Lindsay, you wouldn't even know, you know what I'm saying? Unless we want you to know. Unless we're comfortable enough that you're comfortable enough that we'll be around each other. Mm -hmm. like but yeah. But both of you guys seem very solid. And somebody said they got to be super secure. And you two individuals are secure. You know what I mean? People always say it's 50-50, but it's 100-0. Me and Lissette talk about that because we think it's 100-100. They say, put 100-100. No, you have to go in expecting zero. Mm -hmm. has to go in 100 and expect zero. And that relationship, then that going in there, you can't really expecting anybody. You're doing it because you want to do it. And they're just want to do it. And then that's when it comes together. So we say 100-100. I think Lissette might be in here, but we'd be like... Damn, this is a 100-0, and that's the industry. We're doing yeah. it 100 in, and we're guaranteed zero back. So that's true. So true. So yes. true. I couldn't agree more. And yeah. I think, you know, the, the most important, this is for any relationship, people are going to do what they're going to do, whether you're looking at them or not. So yeah. we're talking about us as a couple. 100-0, exclamation, exclamation. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. 100-0. So true. It's, you know, I think for both of us, we know that we are both going to be, it, it is a very aesthetically pleasing industry to look at. And um, you just, you have to just trust that, that your partner is going to honor you. And you have to also trust that, you know, whatever's meant to happen is going to happen. You can't, holding tight to something isn't going to wow. make And so I think both of us kind of had the perspective of, well, we're both very um, career oriented and goal oriented, but we love each other. So how do we find a compromise? And we happen to be on the job. I think my saving grace was that he didn't give me the job. So for my own ego, I always, anytime that tried to like come into play, I'd be like, I had been here before and I have my own, mm -hmm. I, my own thing and I fight to really be here based off of my talent. And I try my best to not make other people 
feel uncomfortable like I have privilege on this job because to be honest that job to me is like a standard for especially for women like mm-hmm. that come through on that job like my teammates they inspire me so much that it's like no no pull up at all times yeah it's a real situation and you know the good thing also is that we still get to work other jobs separately like we still work you know side things or other things outside of Chris so it reminds us what to be grateful for it keeps us in check on how to stay ourselves like Mm -hmm. as individuals and like little things like we'll see each other at home like you know the hardest part is really tour because on tour you think we would spend the most time together on tour we actually don't wow we actually don't I hardly don't see her like really spend as much time as I would like to on tour yeah accountable from A to Z is that why yeah it's like it's really she has her own process and like own life because she actually does have to perform at night so you know if you ever been on tour you know you got to take your nap in between you go eat and you come back your makeup and stuff for me i have to work about sound, worry about the artists, worry about backstage, mm-hmm. or about the stage. Like I'm still like, working, yeah, because right? I'm very, very, very hands on, like with with that. So we don't. Only time we really see each other when we go eat, maybe in the morning, and then after the show. And then it's funny because she has energy after the show, and the dancers that they want to chill. Adrenaline and I feel, is on a thousand. He's knocked I feel, out of the oh, box. <laughs> I'm like, I'm, I want to take a drink. You were like, Lizzie, where's Josh? I'm like, I don't know. I'm hiding somewhere in the, in the bunk. He's knocked so, out. And know. then in the morning, and I wake up early compared to a lot of people, but I'll, I'll, he'll wake me up so that we can have a second. He'll be like, come on, just like, come sneak out. You know, especially when the buses are uh, separated. Because at one point we had a co-ed bus. So we saw more, obviously, because we were literally like sleeping in the same quarters. But the, the first year and the last year, were separate so our bus routes were different like i think towards the end he like hopped on a couple times because everybody was cool but for the most part like i'm still aware that he's a man on a girl's bus and that he's people's bosses like yes we're all friendly and we love each other but like when you get off work you don't want to go kick it with your boss no offense you know people want their privacy and i also want them to know that i'm a safe place i'm not going to share if you have like grievances to air i don't want you to think I'm going to go back and tell Josh. Because definitely had moments where I've been like, I can't tell you that. Yeah, like, and and I respect that because, you know, I was a dancer and, like, it's not like it's far fetched. I've been doing this for 18 years or something. I left it. So I I respect the the dancer code. Like, I can't tell you everything with the dancers say. You know, that's what it is, you know. So I respect it because I don't want them, like you said, uncomfortable dancers to feel. Like, they can't tell Lindsay thing that I got to, like, not invite her to do things or whatever because she's dating the boss. And I'm like, a snitch or whatever. You know, yeah. so like, I let them, so I literally let the dancers sometimes just do their thing and I rock with them. And then if I don't rock with them, it's cool. It's no bad blood. Like, mm-hmm. I understand what role I'm playing. So, mm-hmm. yeah, you know what I mean? So it always kind of worked out. We always made sure we never uh, mean into the line too much, blurred lines, so. I love that. That's why you guys are such a cool, you know, I I see you guys so solid and I like how you move individually and together. Like I said, I see the 100 zero there and that's like, that's what's up. Man, this is so cool getting to know you guys. Um, Let's dive into um, Bad Boy because I did Bad Boy OG and now you did Bad Boy 2.0. So, Woo! 
let's go. I'm extremely excited to hear, you know what I mean, about uh, your bad boy experience, in a nutshell, because, you know, we can talk forever, so, you know. I talk too much. I know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, kidding me? We could do this. We could totally do this forever, you know what I mean? But I just know how it goes, because I the, the same thing, you know, but we got to do a part two, because the two of you guys, can we come back to part two? Absolutely. We where, where are we going? Where are we? <laughs> right, exactly. Yeah, good time. This, and this was cool. Yes, Lou. She goes. I, when she was on the in rehearsals for the first tour, party tour, I asked her. I was like, Lindsay, real quick question: What have you done before this? And because I didn't, we won't date none of that. We just, I was. Just, I was respecting her craft, and I went there. She like I was on Diddy Bad Boy, and I was like, "Got it, okay, cool." Man, that makes sense, right? Because I was like, "To real, like, yo, everybody looking tired. We wearing these like dudes out, and these, these like, what's up with this? Like, am I am I working it too hard?" But then Lindsay always, even if she's hurt or whatever, I'm talking about endurance of a fucking stallion, like, because I'm like, yo. What what so I, I had to ask her like where did this come from? She said, "Well, I just came from Diddy." I said, "That right. came from Diddy and came from Luther Brown's Do That Boot Camp." Right. <laughs> Look, but you know, I say like the biggest blessing that I really got from that job. There were, like I said, we could be here all day. There were a lot of blessings from that job, but the biggest one that I can think of is the fact that it was the first time that I was ever given a space to be a star. Mm. And by that, encouraged to to try to show who I was. That's what's up. To push to be, to just push. Just push is a great word. Just keep pushing. And I think um, on a lot of other jobs, you just are told to blend or to tone. I don't want to say up or down. Tone mm -hmm. according to the room. You know, like you kind of just assess the room, assess the artist, and you adjust, you know? Yep. And in this situation, especially because we were dancing, I mean, we were doing at one point like something between 30 and 35 numbers for a show. So we were dancing for all, I would say 90% because there were some artists we didn't dance for or we would trade, like some people would do the locks and then some people would do Carl Thomas or some, you know, we would trade for stamina reasons. The show was like almost three hours long. But it was one of those things where you had to pull up. I was dancing next to Shauna Mitchell. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Donna, yes. I, and I, Anna, everybody, Telly, everybody. Like, that that tour Ooh. had women on there. And I'm, like, Jade, K.O., like, yeah. Ed, whether they were starting out or they were in the middle or towards the end, it was just a, um, a, a sisterhood that we developed together mm. that I'm still really close with a lot of those people to this day. And a tacit understanding, like when Luther and I look at each other, it's like we might not be able to see each other very often, but when I look at him, he's looking into my soul. Luther will tell you stories <laughs> of times when I was breaking down at four in the morning. Okay, remember, I, I, there was one time they were like, let's do it one more time. And I <laughs> that song, and they meant the whole set. And oh. we had been doing the set for like eight hours, and I started crying. I <laughs> hold it together now. <laughs> You're just crying. Oh, my, oh, my God. God. And I remember. It was, but you know, it's the, the type of push really made. And then they were like, when you hit that stage, you know, you better be a star because yeah. they were dressing yes. us. Derek Roche was dressing us, and he's like, 
giving us Versace to wear and stuff. I mean, we looked like oh, we were fly. We were treated. So in terms of how we could look and, and, and what we were as women, it felt like I just felt fly. So then on top of that, I remember we had one incident where they were like, you can mark it. And we did, and it didn't go so well. So when anyone, this is not this is anybody, when they tell you that you can mark it, you do not mark it. No, it means full oh. mark. Full mark. So what does he say? Oh. <laughs> we were on our <laughs> like in corners trying to save time because we were so spread out throughout we were this was when we were at um uh Lidditz over in pennsylvania mm -hmm. so there's only so many rehearsal rooms and there's so many artists that we would literally have to find a pocket someplace while the artists were rotating using the space so we'd be on top of wires in the corner <laughs> and then let's do this and we were like yeah okay like it just it shaped me into a whole nother kind of thinking dancer. But here's the thing. You had to do that. You had to do that with the booby traps, but with Luther's choreography. <laughs> Damn. Rhapsody, because I know she's in here somewhere. Was, we had Hollywood John Bain was on there, too. He did a piece. Like, Jesus. we had um, Hollywood. Yeah, Hollywood. Had a people whose choreo is on 1,000. <laughs> Ann, who's inserting even like technical jazz moments is. <laughs> was, and none of them knew who I was and we walked away we're, we're a different kind of family you know even if we don't get to talk like I really love those people like for that's, real so that's great when you have the, that moment there is there's always that gig or that tour or that thing where you just kind of bonded and that just is a part of now your 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 legacy. Wait, mine was more like 400, Rhapsody just said. <laughs> um, absolutely. Uh, Jesus Louise. Uh, teach a song during the show. We did, we were learning routines. Shonika. No. <laughs> Nobody's going out. Okay, Lindsay and Luce, I need you. Okay, you're going to go scatter da da da. A T T T and a B cat cat. You got it? We'd be like, okay, it's and me and Lucy be okay, you're gonna go to the left and then I'll go down the leg and then I'll come up and then I'm gonna go this oh, way. I mean, really, God. it was. Gosh. And you had two songs, you had to go out two songs later, Lou was saying. That's crazy. I what? love dancing. We uh, were... Okay, let's move forward to JT, Justin Timberlake. Tell Ooh. us about that situation. But give us, you did something with Sade, and that's my everything. So I just oh. need to know what that was. So for Tina, <laughs> Donnie, Jay Blaze. Shout out to Johnny. Johnny. Um, I, I'm going to have Johnny on here because he was, what, 10, 12? Oh, yeah. I, yeah, I met Johnny, I think, when Johnny was like, so I'm wow. not that far behind you. Wow. Yeah, Johnny. So, uh, Fatima brought us in to do um, Baby Father, the music video. And I played Sade and a pregnant Sade. And my daddy, my baby father, was Johnny. And he was playing Sade's husband as a younger gentleman. And we have a whole scene where I'm walking a dog and pushing a stroller and Johnny's rubbing my belly. I mean, it's, it's the whole thing. And at the time, I was probably like, I don't know, 21, maybe. 20. Yeah, so that's how we did it. Did you wear your hair like slick in a bun or? I, I had a whole wrap. I had like a really big uh, African wrap that was like beautiful. And it was crazy because they wound up not using 
all the shots that we did. And I look up and I get this email. And I, you know, I was like, Sade. I was like, this must be her assistant. Sade sent me an email. And she said, I still have it somewhere like in my archive. She sent me an email and she said, I just wanted to say that I apologize that the video went in a different direction, but we were so grateful to have you. And I just wanted to let you know that I thought you did a great job. Love Sade. When I tell you, I was I like- I didn't even know that. I didn't even know okay, that. wait, let's cheers to that. I have to get more wine because I have to, okay, so you already got a re-up. See, I'm gonna have to drink to this water because Sade sent you an email and we're going to in the interview right there. Well, that's crazy. Yeah. That's amazing. That was a moment. So that was my Sade. That's, that's, am that's amazing. Listening to Sade, my mom, we used to clean the house to Sade. So it was like Maxwell Urban Hang Suite. Um, we would listen to uh, Seal, the first Seal album before Kiss from a Rose, and then Sade and like Coltrane and stuff. So that was like our Saturday and Sunday morning cleaning album. And I was like, Do that. Everything that you just said, since it's all on record, that's going to be my playlist. Tell me. My weekend playlist. You just gave it to me. Wow. So. But for JT, um, JT, I, I did the Oscars and the Super Bowl for him um, and did Trolls, I did both Trolls, all the Trolls movies. So um, I had been trying to work with Marty for a long time. I justified to future sex, love, still like everything. I wanted to be a part of all of that. And so I just was on my little persistent, determined treadmill, showing up to all the classes. And then one day when they were on tour, I think it was the 2020 experience, I finally just sent Marty a note and I was like, look, and I figured he would believe me because clearly there was no job on the table. So obviously I wasn't being fake. I was like, I just wanna be in the room. So um, I was like, you know, anything you, if you ever just need bodies, just let me know. I just wanna be in the room. And he was like, okay. And so he's let me start coming in the room. And I told him, I want you to critique me because I know sometimes that's a weird thing for dancers. So I just want you to tell me like whatever you think I need to work on. Mm -hmm. And because his classes were so small, you know, dancers, if there's no job, classes aren't as popping as when, you know, there's a job on the table. So it was kind of my time to like really show that I was dedicated to not only wasn't even necessarily about the job. It was like, I wanted to just soak up all his musicality because Marty's musicality is great to me. Stupid. So I was like, okay, I just want my brain to just learn. And he let me have that experience. And he kind of let me do things slowly. Like I had done other smaller jobs with him and worked my way and then trolls. And then I looked up and then they had asked me to do the Oscars. And after the Oscars, that's when then we uh, wound up doing Super Bowl. And I had never done Super Bowl before, but I just remember the moment that I looked out into the crowd, I just had that moment of like, you know, if nothing else, I should just really be grateful for the fact that I had a box and I got to check it. And mm -hmm. during that process, I got to get to know the people and like genuinely, genuinely feel a connection and really learn from them. So that it wasn't just about what I, what do I get? Like, how can I take? But I felt like I showed up. If Marty asked me, I remember one time he said, come out to this convention. Like, I just wanted to learn my love. I kept saying, I want to learn my love. I want to learn my love. And he was like, okay. So he said, pull up to the wildebeest convention in San Bernardino. So I'm thinking I'm going to be on the carpet. Like, yeah. but mind you, I don't know anything about conventions. I had never right. been in my life. So dancing on carpet was already really weird to me. I was like, Absolutely. so I got there and he's like, in, I'm in the room with all the people who are teaching and they're like prepping me. Like, okay, so you'll go here. You'll go here. So I'll go where? I'm sorry. <laughs> on stage. 
They threw me on the stage. I didn't know the dance. And I, there's no mirror at a convention. I'm looking at shadows, shadows. I'm facing the back wall and it was- Oh my gosh. I think I was by myself. So between Marty and Matt, they were alternating to make me feel like I could try with a guy. And I was sweating. I mean, I was nervous. And on top of that, it was like the Build the Beast convention. So there's like- <laughs> And I just remember, I think Dom from, from Bad Boy, Dominique was sitting on the stairs watching and that made me even nervous because I just, it was just nerve wracking. Yeah. yeah, I had to pull up and I pulled up. So if you're amazing. not a convention kid and you don't know that setting, it is intimidating. What? I dance with microphones. I thought that was so strange. Yeah. I was like, happening? It's like, it, was, it reminded me of like those like, self-talk centers that you go to where everybody's like you know you can be great you can be great but it was dance it was like oh okay Absolutely. We, we have a similar story because that's how i started teaching on conventions mm. and i'm taking it way back i'm telling my age he had the first like hip-hop convention that had hip-hop on it mm. and it was wade was on there and um fee from jabberwockies he wasn't on there he was dancing and then i got fee Fee, I, I had Fee, he was one of the ones I would pick up, put put on stage all the time. And then I got him on the convention. Um, That's crazy. Yes, Rap. Andy, Randy and Hef, I met all of them there. But anyways, how it happened was I did a job with Johnny Smith, a separate job. Oh, and then right. um, hey, I have a convention this weekend and could you come because one of my teachers isn't doing it. And I said, what's the convention? And he was like, I'm gonna just send you your flight. Oh, wow. So he sent the flight. And then I got there and I was like, same thing. I walked in and everybody was in the ballrooms. And I was like, so where do I go? And he just said, you see that stage? Go up there and grab the mic. And that was my intro to convention. And I was like, hang <laughs> 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 on. <laughs> you can Okay. <laughs> and it's fine. But something about a convention, all my stage skills went out the window. It was like a bunch of kids. In my mind, I was like, why am I tripping about these kids? I was stressed. I was so stressed. And you know, they want to deliver. They're like, give me a performance. So, you know, I'm well, okay, let me, okay. I'm trying to get my little ism, my Marty ism, <laughs> my little freestyle pockets and stuff. I was freaking out. I'm, I'm so, such an open book. I don't mind sounding like I was a wreck. Yeah. I was a wreck. But he doesn't know that. All he saw was that I was just like composed and calm. Oh, had a little steady <laughs> end and exactly. Yes, Luther just said I would have been like a little scared puppy. <laughs> Luther, it's crazy, Lou. All just, just, wow. just convention world is is an interesting world, and especially if you get thrown in there, you just gotta find it, and it's a weird place to find because it's something different. It really is, man. Um, and shout out to Marty. Yeah. Shout out to Marty. And that's how you met Marty, because that's how I met Marty. I was choreographing for, uh, damn, a movie called Mystery Men that Kel Mitchell was um, <laughs> in. And Marty knew some of the dancers and asked me, hey, can I just be in the room? <laughs> that's how I met Marty. And, I said, and I said, yeah. So he stayed in, watched while I was doing everything. He was like, I just want to da-da-da-da, boom, boom, boom same exact thing and so that and that was my first chore choreography job on my own solo like as a you know like a figuring it all out in the film and the and all of the people calling and the crew and the directors and the you know what I mean so 
And then it was like 20 dancers. And then Kale called like all his superstar friends and kept saying, oh, show, I added three more people. And then he was like, oh, I got seven more people coming. Oh, wait, my cousin is coming. Hey, show, find a place for my mom. Dead ass. He was like, hey, my um, And they was just coming in on set. And he Dang. was like, oh, got it, she got it. You know, and Kale is just cool. Yeah. He's everybody eats type of person. Everybody. But I was trying to like go, well, everybody got to eat. Well, wait a minute, everybody ain't got a plate. <laughs> <laughs> Tackling on more responsibility, I feel that. More and more, more. But we got through it, and it was amazing, and I love Same thing. Look, I've known Marty ever since, known Kale ever since. You know what I mean? Certain <laughs> things just come together. Yeah. That's amazing. Okay, let's talk about Chris Brown and all these challenges, because I even did a damn challenge. <laughs> I did the uh, Go Crazy Challenge with my boy, Kareem. Let's go. Come on. Uh, and he might still be in there. You know, uh. Kareem, he plays a uh, preach on All American. I don't know if anybody watches All American. And so we were just like, we used to dance. We did a, a gig, like gigs back in the day. Wait, I ain't gonna, we'll stop there. But anyways, <laughs> now that everybody's reconnecting during this crazy time, that's what's been really cool. I've been reconnecting with people that I haven't connected with that are like, we've been solid ever since, you know? So anyways, Tell us about this challenge craze because everybody was tagging me in challenges and I was like, I ain't doing no challenge. Cut to, I'm like, da, da, da. <laughs> you know what I mean? So I'm like, did you come up with the go crazy? I know cousin Skeeter did one. That was the one I learned. Yep, yep. So like, that's what it really happened. Honestly, like I can't really take too much credit. I think uh, cousin Skeeter did one and then Chris posted it and it became like a thing. And it became like a thing in like the world aspect. But yeah. then, you know what? let me get, you know, my my people that I know I can get on and let, let me push it that way. So mm -hmm. what I did was I say, you know, me being his clarifier, I know people look at my page a lot. I just more so just say, you know what? Whatever I see that I think is dope, whether it was dance, I had hula hoop, people flipping. Yeah. I was like, whatever creativity, whatever your go crazy is, I'm just gonna post. You know mm -hmm. what I'm saying? So, and like me, I love dance. I love movement. Like I love to still be happy with dance. You know, because the industry sometimes I can take it down. It wouldn't be just the industry. It could be mm -hmm. people. It'd be a lot of variables to it. But honestly, man, I just love being happy. When I dance, I like being happy when I see other people dance. He you know is I mean? really happy like, watching other people. Literally, dance. like that's my thing. It's like I don't, thing, I don't yeah. really need to be the the main person. I know people love seeing me dance, and I'm I'm grateful. But like, mm. I love seeing people be so creative, whatever whatever that means. You know what I'm saying? Like, see them walk into the light. So mm. I just wanted to post people and just share light on whatever that means. Even people who think that I wouldn't post. It's like, you never know what someone likes. And the thing about it is, you know, about the whole, for me, for challenges in general, it doesn't mean your challenge is better or you're not trying to top the best one. It's just supposed to be your own creativity. It's supposed to be fun. That's the whole thing about a challenge. It's like, it, people do it for the fun of it. So, absolutely, challenge, man. It really, I had so much fun. We was in the street, like, I couldn't stop smiling. I was like, oh, this part people. Yeah. I, was just, <laughs> I was so happy. <laughs> Personally, but like uh, coming from a person who know Chris, Chris loves to have fun. Let me tell you, like mm. he 
Love, he's like me. He likes to see people who are talented. He likes to see people who like fun and who can dance and who really just love that shit. You know what I'm saying? That's why he posts so many dancers and stuff because like Chris always tell, tells me like, yo, when we do shit, Josh, like we got to have fun, bro. Like, and then like, I, I want to keep inspiring people to dance. You know what I'm saying? So that's the whole message. We always like, whenever we do things, we like, we want to inspire people to dance. So he knows whenever he give up that title, that he won't. He's like, he's not being stingy. He's like, well, who's going to step up to be next thing so we can keep going? Because, you for know, the culture. for the culture, because yeah. like, culture. to be real, like, you know, like, and I'm saying any artist is not great, but it's hard to find the Chris, the Ushers, the Neos, the, the Sierra. These, these people that you like, when you like, as dancers, you say, when I grow up, I want to dance for these people. Mm. Michael Jackson, Bobby Brown, like, you just, you got so many people when you, like, you, when you hear their name, you think of dance. Excited. You think of dance. Yeah. You say, I got to dance. So, you know what I mean? So, he's always trying to portray that to say, yo, like, be the best you can be. You know what mm. I mean? So, that was a challenge. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> And I dig it, and I can see why. Because for real, you know, I was hating. I'm gonna keep it real. I was hating on all that. Shit. I was like, these goddamn TikTok challenges. <laughs> and then after that, I was like, yeah, something here, hey, right? So that's what's up. Um, Bianca's. Let's just. She just threw that one too. I mean, her challenge. She just. She just let's road. She just three oh five on it. I mean, I love. I loved all of the ones that you posted though. That's a that's a whole awesome. And yeah, or stars. That's the thing. Stars, crazy. Um. Okay, so tell us about no guidance because that felt like a climax um moment for you. And I'm trying to tell you, I don't really be. You know, I keep it. I teach. I do my boom, my choreography from the back. I teach the assistants, and then the assistants teach the thing. So I'm like three steps away. But mm -hmm. I'm going to tell you, when you hit that no guidance, my ass was in that mirror like. <laughs> I was like, okay, so wait. I'm going to have to fuck with Josh because he got me like wanting to like learn something. Damn. <laughs> I haven't wanted to learn nothing, and I can't even remember when, Josh. So like. Much respect. Tell us about no guidance. And then you use my boy, Johnny. Of course. And like, you know, like we wanted he wanted to do something super chill. And he know Chris is a man who has pretty much done so much in his career. And uh he was just like, I want to attack him differently. I gotta give it to you. Like I had like you saying that training, you know, before you get to you where you wanna be. And luckily I work with an artist, Usher who is such a superstar to prepare me for a person like Chris. Absolutely. That's just what that is, right? And um, I'm sorry, somebody just said, I know the whole dance. <laughs> you know yes. what I'm saying? Dead ass, I'm trying to tell you, dead ass. People learn that one from top yeah. to bottom. <laughs> you know, that was a, a changing point for me, man. It was a changing point in my career. A lot of people took heed of that. I'm like, we up for a nomination right now for best video of the year at BT. And, um... You know, it was it was such a special moment for me, and like uh, when I did no guidance, you know, there was such a flow, and I like I, I try to take my time when I do choreography, but I'm not an overthinker. And she can tell you, I'm very much. I was taught from Jamaica and like my mentor, whatever feels good. Yes. Just don't don't overthink something. Like, feel good. I had to feel good. Like you know, the, the lights, the the dressing, all that's like extra. Like what feels good so i wanted to do something that just made people feel good when you see the record you know what i mean that's what you want to do and like 
to be honest, I have to give you a shout out and Rhapsody and Luther and Jamaica and Fatima and Rich and Tones and the Akamas and the Marty and the Swoop. It's the people like you guys who I look up to in the sense of I want I want longevity. So when I when I move and I put things out, you know, film it forever. So I always want to say that I'm not the, I don't want to be a choreographer for now. Like, I don't want to be this mover for now. I want to be how you get to still uphold your name through all these years. You know what I'm saying? I want how all, you found like these people who, who put a, a shift in dance in, in, in our culture. That's what I wanted to be. So, you know, it's, to me, like, you no know, Ghana's right now, it's like my wall to wall, like my life, certain things. That so many people around the world connected with it and it was so positive and so much light and uh it was a, it was a great movement so i'm just honored to even you know it's one of the things i'm sure you know one of the things when you choreograph things you don't know it's going to be the big thing you just knowing what it is when you hit a record you trying to because you're the first person to hit a record you're the first person before the world gets to hear it so it's a lot of pressure so i just wanted to adapt it i as me, i just kind of let it sink in days and days and days after and then i started just going in a workshop and shout out to johnny because me and johnny was the one in the room you know he even him he provided his thoughts and he just yeah. in, you know what i'm saying in the room and that's what it was we wanted just some cool fly dudes you know what i mean not too much not too much choreography just like real chill simple but like you want to just be a part of it so that's how no goddess came apart man you know, I'm, a, I'm on behalf of everybody, Lou saying enough respect. I'm saying thank you. Rhapsody saying, and I'm for everybody. Thank you for that, for, for the culture. Because at that particular time, we needed that. We needed, you provided something for the culture. You provided something, even with the go crazy, even though you might, that wasn't a part of your, that wasn't your creation, but that was your curation. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. Still providing for the culture right now. And we're needing this in this time. And that no guidance shit was crazy. And the pop, unbelievable. You know what I mean? And that was the thing. It was just like, it was simple. You know what I always say? You know, you know, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a quote master. I be loving quotes. It was simple, but it wasn't easy. Come on. That will be thinking. They be like, and sometimes when I hit a move or you hit a move and you're like, okay, yeah, that shit's simple, but it ain't easy. That's why you look whack doing it. You know what oh. I mean? So you got to make sure that people know that a simple move is not an easy move. Details. 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 Like, no feeling. And it was it was awesome. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> so uh, tell us about, like, your experience um, as a, a dancer. And because I feel like you're a star on that, like how you were saying that that gave you an, op uh, an opportunity, the B Bad Boys show, to um, – be a star but i feel like with chris brown and maybe just because also we get to see it on social media whether you see it um live or not we felt a part of it and it was just these amazing beautiful girls who can go from going so damn hard and then being able to step into that feminine moment but still be strong you know what i mean and i you stood out to me in so many of those arenas you know what i mean and then your freestyle is dumb like how did you find yourself as a talent in the in the in the show well i'm working on accepting compliments during quarantine so i thank you very much for that um and i i'm humbled because like it, i could get emotional about that but i won't oh girl but just because you know you just 
I think when you love something and you're working towards it, it the work never stops. So you never quite feel like you've arrived, at, at least I, for myself. I can't speak for everybody, but, but I feel like that particular group of women, especially the men too, because best believe the boys played a really important role because the most, I, I think I can speak for all the girls on that tour when I say we get a thrill out of having a guy as our opposite. That's the, the goal is for them to pair us with a guy so that we can feel like, okay, we can hold a candle to the energy and the power just off just genetic strength that they have. Like we can, we can do this, you know, and you spend so much time trying to dedicate your training to be able to say that you've gotten to that level. So it feels like you've never arrived. So to hear you, very, very thankful. But I would say that experience from being able to try to fluctuate from masculine to feminine um, and all the in-betweens from power to saving that energy and using your grace and your personality, you know, in between when you're doing like the, the friend montages and the, the mm -hmm. I call it the dacting on stage, you know, love it. Um, you look to your teammates, like when you are, when you are really struggling, whether it's, you know, you could be having a rough day or maybe you're just tired from fatigue, you know, you've been going for a while, like you look to your left and your right and it's the, it's the, the teammates that you have that push you to feel like you have to show up. I have to show up because I'm looking at A, B, C, and D, all my homies up here who are giving their all every single night. And I think that's what made, what motivated me. And in terms of freestyles, really actually the biggest compliment you could give me because that's been a new journey for me in a sense that there's the freestyle you do when you first start out, you got your couple go-to moves. <laughs> You know, you got a formula, you know, what quick pockets to hit a little bit of everything. And then there's like the teammates that I had who did not have a single freestyle choreographed any night they hit the stage. Not one night. So I, I of course, I, I knew that that I, I knew what that was. I had just chosen an easier route. And so I challenged myself as of late to really try to explore the unknown and try to take my training up an extra notch for myself and for my team. Because in my mind, obviously post quarantine, we're coming back. And I know I want to make sure I bring an even better version of myself when I come back, not even for me, but for them. Totally. Because, you know, you're only as strong as your weakest link and stepping on the stage with the group of girls that we had, the fact that everybody could get off, that we were pulling together, we would, problem solve on the back of the stage like okay somebody's hurt okay you go here you go here or just you know, shout out just, to the girls we my seriously girls, our last tour my girls last tour and you know I, i'm a ride for my team man the band Lou. Lindsay, Luz, Della, Yoey, to see i'm talking about <laughs> and shout out Amandy, like from before, yeah, and Trina oh, and L'Oreal, right. like our girl squad, Delaney, like we've had girls come through that to me inspired me to just get better at all times. So that's that was my experience, and that's you know, I love girls who can just hey, Randy, yes, sir. Randy. Randy, Randy, like I'm a fan of females who can dance, and just not not because oh, you do sexy thing. I'm like, no, 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 you can dance. I think when I hopped on Chris, because like, I wanted to uphold the legacy. The thing mm -hmm. is, I, I have a a duty, you know what I'm saying? Like, I had greats 
um, uh, like goats, rich and tone, fly. I had, I got goats, you know, who I got to make sure I maintain what they maintain. So I wanted to just be like, yo, and Chris was on board with it. And I Teresa. Said, and Teresa, but I was like, yo, girls, I just want girls who can get off. So if you can do both, and I, I, I tend to mo want both, I want and I want you to get off. My whole thing is, like, oh, you want to, if, you, if you've seen any tours I've done, a lot of them has freestyles. I'm like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I will put a full freestyle. Nothing. <laughs> Hell yeah. But, like, you hold your own. You got to hold your own. Because my whole thing is, we are artists. And then, like, like, because Jamaica, she trained me. Like, I was saying Jamaica. Jamaica's like my big homie, my mentor, my friend. And, like, she trained me to be on, like, a lion's den. She mm -hmm. was like, I don't care where you at, what environment we in, how we do, what you sick. When you step into whatever we need to step into, I need I need everyone to feel your presence. Mm -hmm. Period. It, it, she, didn't, she didn't want anything less. I want everybody. You shouldn't even talk. Mm -hmm. I don't even want you to keep talking. Don't even say, hey, my body name talks is. For you. I yeah. want you to go in there. When you step, when you start dancing, it's game on. That's that's that is your talking. Mm -hmm. So for me, it was like we're like I played football and sports, so I'm going like him and Rio. Well, let's very get it. Very coachy. Very coachy. Like we we talk them like let's get it. Don't yeah. talk to me because my whole thing is too. I'm not going to talk to you. You want to? I'm I'm your leader. I I'll, I'll do the same steps because I'm young enough to still do these same steps right beside you. Mm -hmm. Like and I do that anybody I hire. I'm like I'm that type of energy. And I want you to give me that energy back because I want you to be your best self. Mm -hmm. But I, I've got that with my big homie Marvin. I'm like, bro, let's go. Don't talk mm -hmm. about it, bro. Come right be beside about me. It, yeah. Be about it. Mm -hmm. So it's like when I go around when I got that leadership role, I'm like, yo, this is what we doing. This whole talk, oh, I'm nice. I don't want to hear that you're nice. Yeah. Like, and luckily you, we didn't do that. The girls yeah. were very. We were quiet, so nobody expected anything out of us. And then we would dance, and it was like this was explosion. Five, they were five, But man. I have to acknowledge that there's a legacy that's been on Chris as far as women that predates me. Like, even when you go back to the beginning, beginning, you know, the women out of Chris, there was always this tacit understanding that if you were a girl dancing on Chris, you had to get off. And that's why when I see Randy's name pop up on here, and she says that about the girls, I'm like, Randy, and I know she, she might hear this and it's hard to absorb what this really means, but maybe it'll mean something because I, I'm still on this job. But that legacy is also, before even Josh could say something to us, we already have that pressure because we've seen a Randy. Mm -hmm. we've, seen, we've seen, you know, even like Perry Russell or Helen or certain people from back in the day who've been on that, right. on that job that seriously, like, yeah, Maris, fucking all Maris, these, yeah. you know, Brandy, the, like Davi, like so Hobbers, like, you know, Mayuko, it's people like, that, women that I honestly never thought I would ever get to share a stage with. So when you get the chance to share a stage with them, even if it's for one award show, and then you're on a brand where the it's about carrying the torch as a woman, like that pressure, like before we go on stage, we all, as women, we all, if we had a female prayer circle, we would literally pray to just making sure we would hold up that legacy. You know what I mean? Just pray that we exude whatever that strength is because those are the women that made us want to have this job to begin with. Because we already know it's not, you know, it's it's about how you feel when you hit the stage, not the extra stuff. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? And all of that. I, that's amazing. And yeah, Randy, that's, I've seen her come from the conventions from with to the whole thing. I mean, her and Heffa and that pocket and those women, like you said, from Chris to this, it has been an upholding legacy. And it's been an upholding legacy of choreographers, too. 
Yeah, absolutely. Seeing to seeing the the torch being passed down, and then us being able to grow up with the culture, and then watch the transition. That's what that's what's so cool also about an artist too, who can sustain all of those transitions of the teams around them. And so that's what's so dope. So I'm enjoying what you're doing for the culture. I'm enjoying both of what you guys are contributing. And then we got to get into like reality because there's some you know real shit going on and. We've been presented with a movement and you either get in or you get out. You know what I mean? And so a lot of us have decided to move in and you guys being one of them. So I think before we go, because I can't believe we're already 10 minutes before it goes into the Wow, Crazy. Crazy, right? Like I will want to get into this. Give me like maybe the worst part for you about what's going on. Maybe an experience that you had just being a black man between what we're doing and or and then the best thing about what this movement is doing for you. So give me the worst thing and the best thing. Uh, First, Josh, and then you, Lens. I'll be fat. I think the worst thing was just knowing one for the pandemic and knowing that you have to look at self within this pandemic because you're forced to be either alone or with whoever your significant other and all them demons or whatever you have within yourself. You have to face self, you know what I mean? That was the worst thing. But again, that was my oxymoron. That was my best thing because, you know, a lot of people want to say, oh, I'm just working. I'm, 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 I'm being creative. It's like, no, sometimes you need to self-heal, you know what I'm saying? And, and, and this is what I've been doing. I never admit, like, I've, I've been self-healing. I've been, you know, all the things you, when you work so much, you kind of put in the back burner. Then you force yourself to to look in the mirror and see and face these things. You know, this is what I've been doing. Because I want to be a better person, better person for me, better person for my son, better person for my family, better person for Lindsay. So, you know, um, I've been just self-healing and reflecting on life. And then, obviously, with the civil rights are going on, you know, as a black man, you know, I've, I've been, I'm from the South as well. So from North Carolina to Georgia. And like, that's why I say sometimes the island, because I am from a place of, you know, so much culture and so much talent, but also so much hatred. Mm. Like the, the hatred is, is, is in there. You know what I mean? And I, I'm, it's almost sad to say that I was used to being looked at a certain way, or if I go in the store being talked to a certain way, I mean, because that's just what it was. So, so I think that's what it is for me in, in, the, in the whole thing that's been going on. And I pray for my people. I pray for, like, all the people out here who have my skin color. And I know it's not about race, but I am just going to be selfish and say I pray for my black people out here because I know the struggle. I know the struggle since I think my first time being racially profiled and all that stuff was around, like, 12, like 11, you know what I mean? Being called a nigga, you know what I'm saying? By a white person. Because the only thing, I know it's a little controversy between people saying that word, but if I had to be point blank period about that word and about other things, it's just more so like when, if you're white and you and someone tells you that word and says it to you, not even me, if you're white, if you're white and someone says it to you, it doesn't mean anything to you. It doesn't hurt you. It doesn't give you it doesn't make you feel any shifty you know what i'm saying i have the same power over you but if someone told me that and they was upset and they told me that it makes my whole day shift you know what i'm saying that's just what it is that's why the difference is what the difference is i know some so many people with so many different things you know we, we should not use this more but you know i just feel like it's just so much 
going on with us as black people and not just pray for us. We're so talented. We're so great. You know what I mean? We know a lot of struggle in our life, but I pray that we continue to keep excelling because there's so many amazing examples of us mm -hmm. that uh, I want to be one of those people. You know what I'm saying? Like, and I just want to continue to like and I want, I want, I want to continue to to shed dreams. I know I, I hold a gateway to a lot of people's dreams, and I never take that for granted. And I just want to continue to like shed love, shed positivity, and just you know, mm -hmm. do what's right. That's why I'm never like loud and not outspoken. I'm more so just want to give back to the community. You mm -hmm. feel me? So I love. That's amazing. And you are, you know, and it's a process. And I think I want to add to piggyback on what you're saying. I think because it's been so heightened of where we are right now, because of course we had, an, we had to go into a state of emergency. Mm -hmm. But like I said, you guys, it's my third revolution. So I know that it's a process. And so the, all that lasts is the love of the process. Yes. So Got to keep falling in love with that process because there's no destination. The destination, even like tour, like you get on stage and what is an hour, Yep. A couple of claps, but the process is what you have to keep falling in love with. And I always think of this is it because I remember when I watched this is it and saw everybody marking, mm. they marking, and because they thought they were just gonna be, I guess, killing it on the show. I found out later with some other stuff, people was injured and tired, and they had done it 150 times by the time they came in there. But then again, it sucks because that was it. That was it. Mm. So. I always go back to that, like, but this is it, though. Like, this rehearsal, this is it. This is but it. I'm like, oh, no, but that 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 was it, you know? So you're doing it. What about you, Lindsay? Ooh. Um, I got five minutes. I know. I'm, I'm trying to c consolidate my thoughts. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, to be honest, uh, I think if I had to talk about the bad versus the good, uh, the hardest part is confronting your own trauma and your own accountability. And that's also tied to the people you know. So it might not be necessarily if you inflicted harm or if you are doing harm, it could be what's been inflicted onto you or maybe the things that you've sort of bared witness to throughout your lifetime and being, I call it the in-betweener. Um, people think they can get away with saying a lot to you that they wouldn't necessarily say to him. And I've been in a lot of environments um, that are both micro and macro aggressive or have been micro and macro aggressive that you sort of shove down to a certain place and they just, it's like memory vomit. It just starts coming back and you're sort of confronted with a lot of those things with people who you still operate with on a day-to-day -day basis now. That was the hardest part, having to think about friendships and relationships I have right now with people who've crossed the line, whether it was personal to me or somebody that looks like a Josh or my stepdad or my mom, you know, my black side of the family, just um, really struggling with how and what my response level of responsibility is that I really don't owe you anything in terms of teaching. It's not my job, but the helper in me, the person that can't sit the fuck down, feels like I got to do my part as this person that has a privilege of being in between that is a privilege of mine and that i do have access to more of those types of conversations with people so how can i try to create and instill change and so that's that was the bad hard part um including my you know uh some of my really close friends having to cut people off um but yeah. the part was that um the 
the doer in me was like, all right, well, let me just get going. Let me just get on some lives. Let me just try to share what I know to be true and, um, and then try to organize. And so we got to throw this event um, and we raised money for, you know, black dance studios so and uh, foundations. What was it called? What was it called? It's called We Won't Stop. We Won't Stop. It's called We Won't Stop. <laughs> Um, I think We Won't Stop kind of sort of lends truth to what you're saying, which is that it's an ongoing journey. It's a process. It comes back. in, mm -hmm. And whether those cycles are more watered, watered down versions of others or more heightened versions, versions of others, nonetheless, it comes back. And um, that was the, the good part is that it, it um, allowed me to be a vessel amongst a lot of other moving parts and people who helped because it wasn't just me that we're able to come together to try to give the dance community like some kind of safe space to be able to do that. So that's amazing. I saw some of the footage. It looked so dope. Who, who was the other organizer? Was that you? Said she was looking for parking for 30. She told me she said she didn't even make parking. So was that you and, and Natalie? Did you, were you guys the main organizers? We were, and I have to give credit also to Kira Harper just because Kira wanted to organize her own uh something and had already had a zoom call and myself and andy j and antoine and other people had been on it and then it was one of those things where i think we were just so mentally defeated from e the everyday stories and protests and everything that we weren't getting a spark and so a client of natalie gilmore's basically hit her up like i have resources and then yeah. natalie hit me up and i said okay hold that thought i'm gonna go grab kira and then it just talking and I love it. You guys are you guys. I mean, I can't get enough of you two. You've been my longest lasting um interview, and I feel like we got another hour to talk to talk about. So we literally you got to come back for part two. Oh. We really got to get into some. Of, we really got to get into a, a full hour of where we are now, social justice, how we can take our art activists, artivists. You know what I mean? Because I feel like that's kind of where we are now. We're moving into that artivist lane for you know for some now for me it's been surprises because some people this movement brought them all the way in and some people it pushed them all the way back and you never know who and what and how but i'm just glad that you guys have been taking your responsibility and your accountability and um you know pushing us forward i love all your posts i forgot i think there was one post that was was it josh that was like are you fucking kidding me? Wait, what post was it? It was something he was like, are you, are you out of your, that's how I felt. Are you out of your minds? That was the, yes. I see people out of your minds? That's like my mood all day. Are you out of your mind? We can definitely talk about that another time because I'm such a activist in that way because I don't talk much, but I like to talk with purpose. That's my whole thing. Whenever I post and whenever I say, I mean what I say, and I say, I say and I just want to like mm -hmm. talk in purpose because the whole thing is I do know I have a responsibility and I'm honored to be mm -hmm. in a, a, a leadership role. Absolutely, that's what's up. I, I'm a black man, so I don't I don't have to fake First being foremost, a black man. First. Like so, yeah. my this is this is not like a fake thing. This is a lifestyle for me. Mm -hmm. So, and I really do want my other fellow black men and women to do great. That's what it is. It's nothing against any other race. You mm -hmm. have great, and I want you to continue to do great, but I also want my people to do great as well. So yeah. I always try to instill that whatever way that it means, if it's through talking, if it's through dancing, I'm down, so let us know, mm -hmm. and we're in the game. Yes. 
love that. That's what's up. Because I feel the same way. You know, Black woman, it's like we wake up. Uh, someone was saying, uh, you, my, your, our existence is resistance. You know right. what I mean? But we ain't got to even do too much. Like, I, I, was, I think it was Rhapsody I was telling yesterday. We, oh, we open our eyes, and that's a protest. You know what I'm saying? Because we're not be here so we don't so we have to move into work and into action but just know that your existence is resistance and your when you wake up your eyes that's mm -hmm. absolutely mm -hmm. absolutely out having to do too much more but we do have work to do and we're doing it. so i am proud in that way that we're doing it um what uh, I'm gonna open this up for questions because you guys, we could talk all day, but I definitely want to give uh, people out there if you guys have any questions for Mr. Smith and Miss Duco, this is the time because people have been asking questions and I'm I'm so bad at this. Try to oh, comment oh. <laughs> and they go fast. Hey. So, questions. I'm gonna give you guys one minute to ask any questions, and then if not, I'm gonna have um, the amazing Josh and Lindsay send us off hey. I'm audiences the questions but you gotta wait because some it takes a minute it's like oh, yeah. a day. So, yeah. well while the questions question. are rolling up yes they um that I really like the word accountability mm -hmm. and I just um before we get into the technicalities of like language and the ways in which we need to to shape you know shape and shift uh, the dialect that we use and the rhetoric that we use to describe Black culture so vaguely right now in the dance community, I really want to um, encourage people to hold themselves accountable. And um, that's only something that you can do by yourself, for yourself, um, behind closed doors. And um, I really see a lot of people who think they're doing that. Um, and I and I appreciate step one, but we got steps two through ten left and um accountability man like none of this is going to count for anything if once it starts to die down to a place where we feel like we've thought we've navigated these waters and figured it out that you know we're really feeling the exact same because we haven't confronted those demons oh what would you say to the who follow but are also yet to be trained to understand the difference between what's shared on social media and what's really real hmm. yeah. no no, right. no, no, you go. Um, Ask a good question, though, too, because I'm, yeah, go ahead, Josh. Honestly, man, like, it's that thing when they say, when you say do research, mm -hmm. do your own research and whatever makes you feel good. So, you know, don't just look to Instagram or whatever social media platform. Look up who these people are. Like, do you like their movement? Do you like who they are? Outside of person, do you know anyone? How they worked before? These are things you want to look at before. So, you don't really got to look at social media too much. You know, you want to make your own assumption about who you're making your assumption about. So, just do research and just like try to try to focus on what you want to be. Because I, I tell Lindsay, I tell so many people like dance is such. It's it's so broad. You know mm. what I mean? It's so big. It's so much things to do with dance. Like. What do you want to do within dance? Do you want to be a, a teacher? Do you want to be a, a touring dancer? Do you want to be a touring and a teacher? Do you want to be a choreographer? What is what is the choreographer? Because a lot of people are losing choreographer loosely. Real loose. 
Like, like it's like just you just making steps and like in Jamaica taught me that. Like, what is a choreographer mean to you? And you get kind of nervous, like, uh, like deep to know what do you want to do and what is it gonna allow me and what what does it take to be there? Mm. So mm. you know, just do your own research and, and just know. And if you don't know the research, ask. Mm. Ask. Ask. Like, hey, the good thing about social media is the fact that, I mean, especially in my time, and I know in you guys' time, it's like, you didn't even have access to know who these people were. Mm. You know what I mean? So the fact that now you can see, like, even me, you guys look at me and look at these people. We, you can look at our lifestyles and artists and their lifestyles now, but that wasn't even a thing before. So, mm. you know, just ask around. I'm sure it's dance that you know or even know of who went to L.A. once or whatever to be like, oh, he's just, he's cool, I did a job with him. Or, like, you know, just kind of ask around, you know what I mean? Mm. Because that's a that's the main thing. You can do a job and think because it's this great job on the outside, and then you look into the deep end, and it might not be what you think it is all the time. Mm. So, not not all the time. That's what's up. I, I I mean, that's a great answer because you're right. And ask around, like he said, ask around, ask around. Um, there was a question. Okay, Luther is asking, when the industry opens back up, how are you going to approach your craft differently? Mm. And oh. there was someone, too, that said, how do you feel about young women, even college women students, about their sexuality? Okay, so, so I'll just get too. that one and I'll get Luther. Mm -hmm. Lou. He said, "What he, he said, said? He said, how are you going to approach your craft differently post-pandemic?' Boom. So, oh wait, Lindsay, you asked, you answer the uh, women and you know dealing with their sexuality, maybe even college, and then Josh, you answer the other okay. one. For okay. Wow. Um. Well, I I'm, I hope I interpreted the question correctly. Um, I can only say that uh, you have to work on being okay with who you are as a woman. Yeah. Uh, Industry, meaning uh, make a decision early on as to what your limits are and what feels comfortable for you. And that even goes down to, I'm going to call this gender expression, because it's not male or female, it's what gender you associate with, because I think we have to get better with our language about sexuality and versus sex, meaning male and female. And um, excellent. Yeah, like it's you people are moving within, through, under, around a lot of these categories. And you have choreographers or jobs that are demanding women to use their bodies in ways that they may or may not feel comfortable. Mm -hmm. And you prepared to um, be willing to be okay with what is not for you if somebody asks you to put your body in a space that you don't feel comfortable. You also have to learn how to, if you do make that choice, how to um, accept that space and, and, and be vocal about your limits. And, you know, if somebody's not okay with that, that termination or that maybe having to go a different way is going to be a part of your journey. Um, yeah. But I don't believe in forcing yourself to do anything you don't feel comfortable, wearing something you don't feel comfortable. Obviously, it's still the industry, so we still have to do – there's a, still a compromise, you know, yeah same time um i've met plenty of people who have been far more uh down to listen to my boundaries than to be than to give me pushback based on how i approach expressing that too and that i'm obviously not going to go sign up for harlow gold if i don't want to take if i don't feel comfortable in a pair of shorts 100 you know you also have to know what job you're walking into you know what i'm saying um 
but I yeah as far as sexuality and expressing yourself I think the less uh the less definition that you confine yourself to within your body and its expression sometimes the better you can discover sides of yourself that you never thought you uh embodied just based on how comfortable somebody allows you to feel to be able to open up and express that because i think everyone gets nervous in the beginning and you you feel um judged we, we judge women and their lack of ability to access stereotypes of sexuality it's almost like you're not a woman if all of a sudden you don't know how to just yield your body to the societal confines of being a woman when in fact there are so many different types of women and sexuality in this world that, you know, it's silly for us to just look at it from that, through that lens. So, you know, explore, 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 find safety nets, find other women who can, who can encourage you um, to help you explore and then get very specific about what type of woman. I'm a tomboy through and through, but I'm a tomboy that also knows how to access my alter ego. And I, my alter ego is, can be feminine. I'm, I'm an assassin. That's my, it, when I, age I have my character she's an assassin this is how she feels it's how I like to walk you know but I also know that I'm not wearing pasties so if you if that's something you're gonna ask me and that's the deal breaker we're not doing that so you know ebbs and flows and and compromise but get to know who you really are as a woman and surround yourself with like-minded bodies and space I think that'll really help I mean that's that that yeah perfect answer because it really did tap into all of those areas and everybody feeling comfortable and being able to find those sides of themselves especially on stage because you have to share that now you know what I mean so how do you find that within and then from there share that so beautiful answer I'm right there with you girl um we're gonna end it with Luther's question Josh you want to take that one on yeah, yeah, I saw too so like Luther's I saw his um and pretty much I'm gonna I'm attack my work ethic and my my craft and my choreography head on, man. Like, I mean, I've just been so ready and itching. And before, like, I'm not ashamed to admit, because I'm very more so, like, not a hippie, but I'm more so just knowing that I'm, I submit to my feelings. I'm a realist, so. Airy. <laughs> I'm an Aries. I'm an Airy. See, there it goes. So, like, I submit to my feelings. I know what it is. I'm a realist. I'm like, you know what? I don't feel like choreographing. I don't feel like being creative. I, I'm in an emotional state right now. I don't want to, I don't time right now. So it's been times I have not even moved the lick. It's been times I'm not, whatever, but my mind, but my, the good thing about me is my, my mind is strengthening. You know what I'm saying? My, my, uh, Your my patience, my intellectual, like everything is starting to come and coincide and that's good for me because that's going to all work hand in hand to form into my dance and, and make it that much mature and that much ready to go because i have more passion mm -hmm. i feel like and more fire for i have more drive i have i have more reason yes great you know what i'm saying mm -hmm. like it's 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 not for me to be great. It's for me and my people and those mm -hmm. to come legacy. And, and legacy and those who were before me. You know what I'm saying? That's why I'm never like, oh, you know, I'm trying to be the best. Like, no, man, like we are all in together. The people who inspire me to be where I'm at right now, I'm doing that same thing to someone else right now. Mm -hmm. And I wanted to continue to install so much power mm -hmm. and then so much love into what I do that somebody else 
embodies that and can, mm -hmm. and can and do what I did and what we all done when we young and make something even greater than what I am now. You know what I'm saying? And that's what I do it for. And I'm like so hungry to feed that little girl, a little boy, whoever they are. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? To be so great. You know what I'm saying? Because I am young. I'm the youngest one doing it probably right now. I'm 27. And I'm just thankful, super thankful to be here. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? I'm, I'm super honored to be here because I know the people before me who was here and still, still does it. It's like out this world, you know what I'm saying? Like, and, and, wow. and so I, I, I wish and pray and hope to be what these people are that I look up to. So that is my how I'm approaching my success and my love what I do outside this quarantine. And uh, yeah, man, I saw somebody saying something like, "How would it for a dancer to be without their kid?" And briefly, I have a son. And mm -hmm. I think of him, man. That's that, I really do. I think of him. I think of what he's gonna know his dad as when 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 I grow to be old. I know I had a great father, and I want my son to always know to follow your dream. That's why I, I, my son he might be the wildest thing to some, another parent, another friend, but to me it's like my dream actually did come true. So who's to say whatever my son wants to do, he can't do it. Right. So, so uh, for him and so for the cause that it's bigger than me. What I'm doing now is, is, is bigger than Chris, it's bigger than me, it's bigger than whatever I can think of. It's, it's more so I want to leave such a legacy that we continue to be even bigger. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, that's the thing when you have kids, it's like, it might not, I might not be get the big house and the big cars and nice whatever. But at least maybe my son and maybe his son or his daughter can. You know what I'm saying? That's how you create generational wealth. You know what I'm saying? So mm. I'll just, I, that, that's my mindset. And it's like, if it doesn't happen to me, it's okay. Because that's what my hard work goes to. You know what I'm saying? Just how the people, our ancestors did for us when they were slaves to be free. It's me now where I'm in this position. So I want you to be even bigger so you can lay platforms for other black kids and other people who don't have the same, uh, I guess, same chance mm -hmm. and, and yeah. access to the other people. So that's me, man. Uh, I just have to say, to take us to church because that was like, Unbelievable. Luther is saying the takeaway, more reason, more reason, more reason. Today about more reason. Because I'm going through a transition just even as an artist. Mm -hmm. The same passion is shifting into something else because there's more reason there. Mm -hmm. So that more reason is fact, 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 facts. Lindsay, please piggyback. Say about him because he, you know, when it's happening to you, you can't see it, right? And I think that's probably the most beautiful part about partnership is witnessing how your partner is growing, you know? And I feel like Josh has always been very, very mature, very, very grown, very wise beyond his years. But what's been a, a treat for me, and I'm sure he's witnessed my own growth in my own way, but what's been such a treat through this quarantine experience has been to watch him grow into what happened to him so fast. So you got to remember, like, he got all this opportunity very, very fast because of his talent. But he was still, you know, 23, 24, 
trying to catch up to what usually happens to people in their mid, you know, in, in a decade later, you know what I'm saying? Career wise. And, you yes. know, trying to juggle, having to be mature and deal with a lot of personalities and a lot of people who don't have control over their own personalities and how to still, you know, deliver a product and there's pressure and provide for your child and have a girlfriend, a serious girlfriend that young and all those things. And in the past, four months, three months, four months, however long, watching him, literally, it's like watching the spirits morph together, you know, and watching him really sort of embody what it means to be a leader, what it means to think before you speak, and that speak, it has extra emphasis, you know, even teaching me how to let go of little things when that was me telling him to let go of little things, and, and us now coming full circle to just watching him grow into this this to me long-term leader because that's what that's really his goal that's his goal he that's he wants this legacy not because he just wants his name to be out there no he wants to contribute to the culture and the fact that i get to bear witness to that growth just makes me very very grateful and very very proud of you and i feel like people don't get to see that side of him i get to see that side and i i i honor him not just you know as my partner but as a black man who is doing a lot of things that other black men will never get the opportunity to do simply because when they walk into a space, they are a threat. When they walk into a space, people cannot appreciate what they have unless they can take it for themselves. And he's managed to carve out this space with the help of other black leaders who have been able to enable him. And now that he wants to enable more black bodies to be able to provide that same dream and resource, it's just, I don't know, it just makes me, that's, that's what my little bit of hope that I lose on the daily from overreading the news and tapping into too much of the sort of death porn that we're seeing every day. That's the part that really allows me to feel hopeful because I'm like watching somebody grow impossible, another level of leadership. And that is so refreshing, especially during a pandemic. We're all unemployed for the most part. There's a civil rights movement happening, you know, on top of whatever shit you were dealing with before any of this happened as a human. You know, so I'm I'm really proud of you, and I'm really thankful that I get to see that. And uh, he's, she, she he's, made me look good. He's, no. Amazing, you guys, seriously, because like I said, I didn't know that I had done I already worked with you on ABDC, Josh, because you were you were quiet, you were young, and now I'm remembering who it was, and we we're trying to do those positions and remember <laughs> if it ain't dangerous, oh. it ain't shit. It ain't or, shit. Or trying to figure out some uh, creativity. Right. Going there after I'd been in four other rooms. Thanks. Oh, okay. So what y'all got? Y'all like, we ain't got shit. I'm like, okay, so here we go. So it was a different type of dynamic. However, yeah. seeing you and seeing you um, just within social media and seeing the, 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 the transitions, I always felt inspired by what your, how you guys contributed and how you guys moved very similar to how I enjoy watching people move. You know what I mean? Because it's a different, it's a different show now. So yeah. I was so excited to be able to have you guys on live also because I don't see you guys as being out no. there. Y'all ain't the out there, out there, out there. And private. Okay, <laughs> anything wrong with out there. We need, we need different people for different reasons. Absolutely. But I appreciate that you two are both so powerful 
and making things happen like a smoldering situation and creating the fire and then you move on to the next thing you know what i'm saying like moving in silence Absolutely. you know i love that you know that that's a very i i feel very connected to that in a similar and a very similar move i like more inspiring the people to go out that's going to do whatever it is that they're going to do i appreciate you josh for everything that you've given to the culture lindsay everything that you've given to the culture both of you guys individually and as a team celebrate black love we need to see this because this is a rarity as well <laughs> just be more, more. that union and that support and healthy and healthy man healthy, healthy, man. healthy. Like, I, I can say you guys feel really healthy and i appreciate both of you guys last words to the show business live audience from each of each of you guys i just want to say thank you for having us mm -hmm. i'm honored to do things like this i don't do much things i do move in silence but whenever i do you know creep out my little shell <laughs> i want to i always want to give back and give all of me you know what i'm saying mm -hmm. so that's why i don't do a lot of things because i don't want to always give all of me but if and i feel right like I said, feeling, if I feel good at what it is, I want to give all of me because I want to be sincere to who I am, you know. So I'm just thankful for anybody who listened today and, and had patience with us. Uh, we're thankful. We're honored. We hope you learned or was inspired by everything. And, um, yeah, I'm just glad to be here. Shonique, thank you for allowing me to be here. It's like an honor. Like, I'm telling you, when I mean, I really want to be – in the place that you are, in the place that you you inspire so many people, you know what I mean? For those in y'all laid platforms, I want to be in that position. So thank you for having me to share my life. Absolutely. All right. Lindsay, please, last words. That is, I feel uh, like I, I'm, I, I'm having a hard time finding the words because I think um, when you start to get to this level, of your life, I won't even say career, of your life where people are asking you to participate in conversations um, from people that you have looked up to your whole entire career. Um, it just, it just, it's a little bit of gratitude and hope that we can't underestimate, you know, that day, that day to day hope. And um, I'm really, really thankful just for this moment right now rather than thinking about you know the next moment. I'm really grateful for this moment, literally right now, that we were able to have this conversation and share each other's stories. And amidst a, a very loving audience, I see names and, and um, handles that, of people that I have a lot of respect for and friendships and you know history with. So I'm just trying to be present and I'm very grateful for the now and I'm super thankful for you and um, the way that you keep telling us we're inspiring other people we're looking at you like you have inspired us so so much you know I had to take a second and be like Shawnee is asking us right. to be on a live <laughs> oh, it's just it's um it's surreal and I, I don't take it for granted I don't take any of my relationships with any of the people on this live for granted and um, if there's one thing the pandemic has taught me it's just really all you have is is the now, <laughs> literally the now, you know, and your health, your mental health, your physical health, your well-being. So cheers to everybody. Everybody around Luda. Thank you for tuning in. Thank you, you so know, much for these beautiful beings right here. Black beautiful people. Yeah. And like I said, so usually I have my music, but you know what I mean? I ain't got time for IG. I ain't got time. <laughs> 
I've been fighting all my life. I had to fight. <laughs> so I didn't even put my music on because they tried me the last one. And I said, I'm not going through it. I'd be having my intro. I was going to have go crazy. I was going to do my challenge for you. You know what I'm saying? But I ain't, go, I ain't got time to fight with IG today. So we just go. We're going to take it back. Wait, how does go crazy go? Uh, oh, wait, 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 wait. wait, wait, wait. wait. I got it. You okay. Got it. I turn up. Yeah. Hey, love you, Lou. Thank you for that. Yes, man. Go crazy in there. You know, he's taking his time in the intro. He got a lot. I love this intro. Yes. The culture. Everybody throw some fires up in there. We got a little bit of culture right here. Let's go. Shout out to Rob. Yo, shout out to Rob. Shout out to Rob. Shout out to Rob. Killed this joint at her event. Crazy. What? Crazy. So, love. Yes. Love y'all. Yes, we love y'all. Okay. Hey. Be easy. So, yes. nice. love you. Thank you so much. Love you, guys. Yes, thank you. Bye. Bye. Bye.